Xbox officially announces a $70 price hike for 2023 on their first party titles. What does this mean for Redfall, Starfield, and any other games that you are looking forward to? Also, what does this have to do with Game Pass? I'm going to break down everything we know right here at the beginning of the video so you don't have to go searching for all the information, but it is a longer video because it's a live stream. If you want to watch the entire discussion or be here for the discussions, make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss these. This is a Reforge update. Xbox is raising prices on first-party games to $70 in 2023, and yes, that includes Starfield. If you like these very quick updates with video gaming news, hit subscribe and that bell button. GamesRadar.com said that Xbox has officially announced that it will be raising prices for first-party Xbox Series X and S games to $69.99 USD in 2023, starting with major titles like Starfield, Redfall, and Forza. Motorsport. Now, what did they exactly say? What was the official announcement? Quote, this price reflects the content scale and technical complexity of these titles, a Microsoft spokesperson told IGN. As with all games developed by our teams at Xbox, they will also be available with Game Pass the same day they launch. So they're re-emphasizing these will still be on Game Pass day and date. I think some people are concerned. Would this be at odds with day and date? Are they trying to get more money? Are they trying to get more sales? Now, outside of the U.S. region is still unknown as well as all non-new games. Quote, specific new price guidelines have not been announced for regions outside of the U.S. It's also important to note that this change has only been discussed in the context of new games, meaning it seemingly will not retroactively hike the price on something like Halo Infinite. Phil Spencer actually hinted that this was coming, according to Games Radar. He hinted at the potential price increase in an interview back in October quote we've held price on our console we've held price on our games and our subscription I don't think we'll be able to do that forever so everything's on the table in Phil's mind and they're starting with first party games Spencer said it was quote important to maintain the prices for the 2022 holiday season but it seems that that will be changing in the new year now they are matching the industry but also sort of not matching the industry The new pricing brings Xbox First Party in line with increasing standard prices across the industry, but Xbox Game Pass makes the conversation slightly different because you can play the first party titles day and date on their monthly subscription. I think this might actually end up being a big driver for Game Pass. People will say, well, now that the games are $70, Game Pass is an even better deal. What about Game Pass price is a legitimate question then. That said, we do not know how long Game Pass pricing will remain stable, said GamesRadar. With gaming subscriptions not having been well tested as film and TV, we'll see streamer after streamer service right now raising prices. Disney Plus recently raised their price and Netflix launched a Netflix basic subscription with ads. So it seems that at any point in time, both PS Plus and Game Pass will likely see a price increase. Lastly, what about console price? According to Games Radar, Xbox has made no announcement regarding increasing the price of the consoles. PS5 price increased throughout much of the world in 2022 due to a global economic environment, including high inflation rates. There was basically 
change of dollar uh, to yen was really bad. There were some currency fluctuations, and Sony was like, we're going to protect our margins in those regions. Microsoft didn't do that. They're not necessarily as uh, endemic to those markets and don't sell nearly as many pieces of product. Apple and some other tech companies did the same thing. So does that mean at some point Xbox will feel that they need to increase prices of the console? I don't think so. I think they're largely going to focus on the first party games and then potentially raise Game Pass at some point once they feel they've hit saturation, which according to recent interviews, they kind of already have. So here's my thoughts. The $70 price increase coming to Xbox first-party titles in 2023 might be alarming, but this puts them in line with what Sony was already doing, and it may end up driving more people to Game Pass. Time will tell if Game Pass pricing goes up and to how much. As always, if you like these very short updates, hit subscribe and that bell button so you don't miss these, and check out Reforged Gaming. That's where I stream live. I forgot to say that the the and I'll see you in the next video. I totally but I just stopped talking. I was like, that's the end of the video. That's it. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you everybody for being here. Make sure you go through your morning ritual. If you are not familiar with live streams, you want to make sure that you are on live chat. Make sure you are on live chat so that way you can enjoy seeing what everybody is saying. Duh, top chat, sorry, Discord, top chat will not show you what everybody is saying. And go through the ritual. Smash that like button. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. That not, that allows you to talk in my chat. Good morning, feed. Good to see you in chat. Mo says Game Pass is going to go up. I think it's going to go up too, Mo. The question is when, Right. I feel like they would do I feel like game pass price would increase late next year right will we see you in the next video (laughs) John always with a 15 month renewal welcome back and he's on a member plus solid snake did a four month renewal and he's on a member plus thank you so much everybody who's been doing the extra member plus sup Lona what's good Sam Jack yeah I would think they would do uh, an Xbox Game Pass <clears throat> excuse me an Xbox Game Pass price increase would be late next year and my thought process on that is this the price increase of their first party titles will likely have an impact on the Game Pass funnel you will see people say hey I've been kind of on the fence for Game Pass but now it's Starfield $70 I guess it's a great time to get on Game Pass they'll see an uptick and then they'll increase the price It'll go up when the family plan drops. Yeah, maybe. I hope you're trolling. Who's trolling with the name? Who are you talking to? Oh, unless the hype is for another horrible looking bug fist. Zero hype. Oh, zero hype for what? Starfield? Who would you even pre-order Starfield? Oh, there's plenty of people that are going to pre-order Starfield. It, it looks like it's going to be, you know, a, a, a fun game. Like, I, I I think it might have performance issues, but I think the scope of the project and their aim with Starfield sounds like a game that I want to play day one, 100%. There's 270 people here. I would love to see some of our emotes. Let's show people what you get as a member. Let's see some Lono Dope. Those thumbs up remind people what they need to do every morning and I am wearing another shirt from Into the AM you guys haven't really got to see this one yet because I wore it the one day I was playing Call of Duty make sure you hit that shirt command and use my code over there if you like this kind of style of shirt more graphic tees more more uh, street more like street art uh, or streetwear I should say 
Yo, what's good, Suede? I always felt Game Pass had to go up regardless. This just cements it. Right. This increase will just make more people get Game Pass, says Cliffo. Big IQ move. Uh, that's why they've done it. We'll see record Game Pass numbers. Yeah. You see all those emotes in chat? You get to use those on my channel uh, if you become a member. And right now, we haven't got one yet. Who wants to be the first member of the day to get us closer to the member goal? Welcome on in. Who wants to order that coffee? It's, it's like halfway across the country. Frickmas Blend will be here. Uh, hopefully, I can show it to you guys tomorrow. Xbox Game Pass or Xbox Games should go multi-plat. Well, you know what's interesting about this, right? What's interesting about this is this does mean that Xbox titles that we assumed were going to be exclusive for forever now have the ability to navigate to another platform, right? Like, you, a lot of people were like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if Xbox titles would ever go over to Sony, but like, I, I think this would allow them to do that. They're going to have pricing parity with what Sony does. And I don't know. I feel like Microsoft, once they own so many of these titles, I think they're going to start to see that it's just better to have our games everywhere. Like, if we own a game, you know, according to Phil Spencer, if they own a game, they, they kind of want it everywhere. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen with Starfield. And I don't think that's going to happen with Redfall. But once we get beyond Starfield and Redfall, I don't know how many Xbox exclusives you're going to see. I really don't. I Like, it's just, I think it's going to be less. I'm not saying they're going to completely do away with the idea of first-party titles, but they could do timed exclusivity, right? They could. They could say, listen, we're we're going to do this game, and for a, for a year you can get it on Xbox. It's $70, day and date Game Pass. I think they're going to stick to that model. But I could see them a year later being like, you know, Fallout. For example, let's just say Fallout 5 is a game. I don't know. I feel like Fallout 5 would uh, would not just be stuck on game uh, the Xbox. I think it, I feel like it would hit Sony, and I feel like this price increase would allow them to do that. They'll have pricing parity with what Sony does with you know big next gen titles. Excuse me. I think with Bethesda, it will be a year exclusive and kick it to Sony for extra revenue. That's what I thought. I don't think they're going to do that with Starfield. After that Todd Howard interview, I, I don't think so. I think they're really excited to be only on Xbox with that title. That's meant to be like a flagship. I don't think they do it with Starfield. And I don't think they do it... Well, they might do it with Redfall. I think they've said too much about Starfield and Redfall to do it. Oh, we've got the angle a little bad there. It's like too much of the death. There we go. And look, I got my, I got my, uh, I put the Legos up today instead of the coffee and Mjolnir. I put the Legos up there for you. <clears throat> Loney, please emphasize at least once that $70 today is cheaper than games were three decades ago. $50 in the late 80s, early 90s is over 110 in today's dollars. Please need, uh, people need the inflation math. I didn't cover that in my show open, but the reason that I have always been okay with a price increase is because we get much bigger games for much less money now than we used to. When I was growing up, you were, you know, you were paying 60, sometimes up to $80 uh, for a game. 
and that was a significantly more expensive purchase back then than it is now. It was it would be like going to the store and dropping, you know, 100 to 110 dollars. Thank you Ryan for 15 months and it's a VIP plus. That's a big one. Uh potential multiplat games at 70. That's what I'm saying. Who gives a crap about that? Who gives a crap about what? Inflation? You 100% should consider that in the equation. You know what I mean? Practice what you preach as PL. Bring Halo to PlayStation and change the industry. Be that leader when? I don't know if they'll ever do that. I, I just, I don't know if that works, right? I think it sounds really good, but I don't think you can take flagship iconic characters and be like, well, we're just going to put them on another platform because we want to practice what we preach. You know what I mean? There are many reasons that inflation has not hit video games. One, most people nowadays are not going to spend 110 for a single base game on average, uh, but this is not the, uh, this is only one reason. Well, I mean, th- of course, of course, like the market, the market also is much bigger. So they're like, listen, you know, we can, we can have uh, a, a maintained price point because way more people are buying a game at launch than bought like, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, right? The number of cartridges that they were able to distribute and sell pales in comparison to like how many people probably paid for Shredder's Revenge, right? Like the and so the the amount, the quantity certainly makes up for it and has allowed them to sort of stay the tide and be like, I we can we can move so many more units of a game during the launch week. The launch week of one game now, even an indie game, my gosh, a game like Death's Door that sold 100,000 copies on Steam, I would be curious to see where that stacks up against, like, some of the more successful cartridges that were distributed and sold, you know? They're just making more and more and more money. The Switch to CDs also allowed them to avoid inflation. Right, they were able to drive down production costs of the physical items, for sure, for sure. I've never been in denial about the fact that there's been protections in the market. Like, I never wanted to drive this narrative like, they're losing money on the video games. More that, like, we as the consumer have really benefited from a very rock-solid price point that when you measure it against games that we got historically, the $60 that we spent on Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo... That was like $110, and if you compare Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo to Mario Kart now, it's not even comparable. It just isn't comparable. You're you're comparing literally a mountain to a molehill with respect to size, substance, and, and content depth, and content quality, and content quantity. The number of courses and cars, it's just, it's crazy. So... When I look at, you know, the latest Xbox news, there's going to be a $70 price increase. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of a long time coming. Like, I'm not mad at Microsoft or Xbox. I do wonder what all the people who accused Sony of being greedy when they did it, like, oh, they're greedy, this is gross, this is anti-consumer... I wonder if all those pro Xbox podcasts and YouTube channels are they are they revving up today and uploading videos accusing Microsoft of greed and are they accusing Microsoft of being anti-consumer? Are they? I'm curious. Are they being consistent? You know, can you rely on those people for accurate coverage? 
Having my son got one before Christmas prices went up. Yo, five months from Maximo. Thank you. A lot of member renewals today. Who wants to be the first new member of the day? Smash that join button. Try out being a member for a month. It's only five bucks, and we do a member segment every day. Uh, Can't be anti-consumer when the games are also on Game Pass. Right, that's the question, right? Like, I remember when Sony did the price point. I was like, this is just indicative of the market and inflation. And, you know, you got to keep in mind the amount of money that you were able to save back then. And I was told that, you know, that Sony was greedy and anti-consumer. And I was like, I don't think so. I think this is just normal market fluctuation and inflation. This is exactly what we would expect and we all said eventually microsoft's gonna have to do the same thing you know what i'm saying so it's like i i i don't think game pass is their savior in the discussion because you're still requiring people to somebody could say that's really anti-consumer i'm not saying this by the way but somebody could say that's very anti-consumer you're going to raise the price of all your first party you know titles to try to convince us to get on your subscription service and then guess what they're going to do they're going to raise the prices of the subscription service once they hit a good number of subscribers right and then that's another way of making money you can pay $60 or sub to Game Pass. Microsoft, you can pay 70 or sub to Game Pass. It's not the same at all to the Sony situation. Sure it is. Just just because just because they're putting their first party titles on Game Pass doesn't mean they're not doing the exact same thing. They're adjusting to inflation. You honestly think that like Microsoft is allowing you to do Game Pass because they like you? They don't give a frick about you, bro. They want your money. They want your money. Like, Microsoft isn't doing Game Pass as out of the goodness of their hearts. Like, you know that, right? Like, you know how doe-eyed and silly that sounds. Oh, they're not anti-consumer because they have a subscription service that, that I can use instead of paying the $70. They give me an out. Oh, aren't they? They're so nice and charitable. That's just so sweet of Microsoft to be so pro-consumer. They're not freaking pro-consumer. They're pro-profit. They're trying to get your money. Like, their strategy might be different, but that doesn't mean that suddenly one company is anti-consumer and your favorite company is, like, pro-consumer. They want your money, bro. You gonna say that when they raise the price of Game Pass? You gonna say that? You gonna say they're still being pro-consumer? I love giving them more money. Why? Well, they're just so nice to me. And Phil Spencer sends me a Christmas card. Come on. All these companies are doing the same thing. You just like one more than the other, so you find a way to slant it. Like, people want to accuse me of bias. It's like, I'm looking at both companies and saying the same thing about both of them. They're strategizing and navigating through the market in order to maximize profit. They're both doing the same dadgum thing. I'm not saying one's more pure than the other. I'm saying they're equal. They're doing the same thing. East Coast Overlord with a $5 super chat tip. I wonder why I don't hear as much complaining on the PC side about the price. Perhaps it has to do with Steam sales being so common. Well, because Steam's not having pricing parity with the $60 price increase. You're not going to see that. First of all, there's no first-party Steam titles. That's not a thing, right? That's not a thing. There's no way... There's, there's no way for Steam to, like, make an announcement and be like, yeah, all of our titles are going to be at 70. You know what I'm saying? Pro-consumer is to funnel them to the subscription where you own nothing. Oh, see? A wonderful perspective. Thank you, Ghosts in the Garage Gaming. I wish we could gift members to specific people. 
I bet you if we go on a gifted tear, people like Ghost in the Garage would get one. But that's a wonderful point. Yeah, man. Pro, it's so pro-consumer, man. Yeah, you don't own anything. You don't own anything. You, you, you're, it's a subscription where you're licensed and you're allowed. There we go. Sven with the first member of the day. Come on, let's get this ball rolling. Let's get this ball rolling. We gotta get, we gotta get, we gotta get to 1,500 members. I, I, I'm, I'm being real with y'all. We gotta get back up there. You know what I'm saying? And Kage Williams gets to be the one that snags the gifted member. Welcome back in, Kage. Xanatos with a four-month renewal. Sublono been MIA was avoiding the God of War content. Family stuff for the holidays. Into the AM shirts are really soft and true size. We got five. Hey, thanks for using my code. They are really soft. I love how comfortable their shirts are. They're great. I'm not just like caressing myself. I'm talking about the shirt. I think it's worth noting that $70 in 2023 isn't the wait is over that the Xbox people expected, but it is the one they're going to get. First off, if you want to own it, you can buy it. So it is what it is. Right, but Mo, Mo, listen to me, listen to me. It's not, if you slice it as being pro-consumer, that's just so bias-laden. Nothing is pro-consumer. Shed that doe-eyed fandom optimism. There is nothing in the market that is pro-consumer. Successful services and products in the market are pro-profit. That's what they're designed to to do the bread you buy at the grocery store the trinkets you buy for your kid none of it's pro-consumer there's not there's no such thing as being pro-consumer that's not a thing if they try to convince you they're being pro-consumer that's an act and an action of being pro-profit that's not true backwards compatibility is pro-consumer no it's not backwards compatibility is a sunk cost into feature viability to get you to stay on a platform it's designed to increase profit do you think that company did backwards compatibility and didn't weight the market impact and the potential impact on profit or they just did it because they like you seriously ask the question you think companies this size are like let's just do it because people will like it it's just nice things could be both no Absolutely not. The minute, the minute a company does something and convinces you it's pro-you, pro-consumer, pro-consumer experience, that at its core is designed to generate profit. That's what it's, that's why they're doing it. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying take off your glasses. Take them off. That's not why they're doing it. East Coast Overlord with another $10 Super Chat tip. Every company on the market is trying to get your money. Steam gives great value to the consumer at the cost of screwing over many devs. No platform is truly pro-consumer. Yo, Kage Williams, there it is. Welcome back as a member plus. Wait, did you just upgrade from the gifted? That's cool. Did you, Is that what you did? Let's keep that thing going. We got one out of 15. Let's hit that goal, baby. It's definitely BS. They should have raised the prices in 2024 after having a banner year, not before. It's a slap in the face of gamers that waited all year. What do you guys think of what Doom is saying? I I think that's a valid complaint. I think that's a valid complaint. 
Think about it. We've been waiting and waiting for the Starfield release date and for Redfall, and everybody's sitting around being like, hey, Xbox, I love you, but where are the games? They're like, just wait. They'll be here in 2023, all right? We'll see you guys. We'll see you guys in 2023. Oh, wait. Hang on. One last thing. Uh, the prices are going up. <laughs> Come on. Come on! I'm not saying that they did this on purpose. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is the optics on it is a little bit of a ruffled feather in my mind. Like, man, we've been waiting for these games. These games were supposed to come out in 2021, and then they were supposed to come out in 2022, and now they're coming out in 2023, and then you're going to raise prices before we even get there? I'm not saying that, but there's going to be people that do. Backwards compatibility is an investment uh, to market players on nostalgia. Yeah, it's all it's all to get your money. It's all to get your money. The, the cost, r- risk and cost assessment is a part of business. They don't. Microsoft and Sony don't invest in a single piece of tech UI change or update that isn't combed over to measure impact on profit. It's all. That's why they do it. You gotta justify your department to them. What do you guys do? Uh, we work on the UI and uh, procedural engagements to ensure that people can find games. And we made a couple changes to the checkout process to increase conversion. Wonderful. Keep it up. What do you guys do? Well, we work on backwards compatibility. It's a free feature to the ecosystem, but market research has shown and our own data points show that this increases customer loyalty, makes it harder for a customer to leave the platform because they feel like they have all of their games in one spot. That's that's them justifying their department and their work. A $2 tip from Newtonian, Xbox hasn't mentioned it because they had no games yet. Right. It doesn't bother me. I expected it, but I can see why people could be annoyed about Starfield, as it should have been out already. I really think they are just using the whole inflation thing right now to jack up prices for things that don't cost any more to make than they have for the past 10 years. It's BS. (laughs) To me, I, I, I liked the PR around it. I liked this. Listen... This is not hate. This is not hate. But I kind of had to laugh a little bit when I read this. This price reflects the content scale and technical complexity of these titles. Okay, so what you're telling me is that that it has Starfield increase in complexity and quality because it was originally going to land this year and it had been 60. Now it's landing next year. It's going to be 70. Did you guys increase its quality? <laughs> what did you guys do? Did you, what did you, what, what makes it the version that we're going to get next year? How is it different than the version we were going to get this year? Like, what'd you all do to it? I'm, I'm being facetious and I'm taking a little bit of a jab, but come on. As I read that, I was like, wait a minute, both Redfall and Starfield got delayed. They would have been 60, right? Yo, a $10 super chat. Look how big that is. Golly. All these comments in chat, a lot of guys fell for the PS5, the Microsoft marketing. If you believe these companies are pro-consumer, what about the elephant in the room? $70 for Series S game. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Thank you for the $10 tip. They increase the complexity of bringing it out on time. Could say the same for Ragnarok and Forgotten West. No, uh uh-uh, no. 
No, mm -mm. nobody, nobody said those games what when they were coming, when they were going to come out, they were going to be sixty dollars. We anticipated the price increase on the PlayStation ecosystem. I think they even announced it before those games even came out. I don't mind paying seventy for a game that earns the price increase, but it shouldn't be expected for a game like Callisto. Both were delayed. Okay. But weren't games already at 70 before they were delayed? The, the games on PS5 were already 70. They were already doing that. What are you talking about? It was a part of the whole dialogue. Jim said it even backtracked on it regarding Horizon Forbidden West. Weren't They were already selling games at 70, were they not? I don't remember the cost of uh, what was Ratchet and Clank. Wasn't Ratchet and Clank seventy bucks? God of War Ragnarok's almost ten times bigger than the old God of War games. The game deserves a price point. A dev for Xbox is going to be ticked uh, when the price for seventy in twenty twenty three Game Pass negates people from buying the physical disc. Ratchet was seventy. That's what I mean. I don't think their Returnal was 70. Yeah, there was no expectation that you were going to get those games at $60. We all knew they were going to be more money on the PS5 because the PS5 standard at that point in time was 70 bucks. Ratchet was 70, Returnal was 70. It was no surprise. 60 bucks is what they should be. You can't argue imperative here. If if Starfield comes out at 70 and you don't think it should be $70, that's fine, but you can't create an imperative. Oh, it, it's they should all be sixty. Oh, uh, okay. The 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 market is say that to anything that goes up in price. It you might as well yell at a mountain to get out of your way. Like it's not gonna happen. This river should be flowing in the other direction. Uh, okay, that's a that's that's your opinion. The river is just gonna keep flowing that way. Right? Price increases in the market are gonna continue to happen. Like, you don't have to... I'm not saying you gotta like it, but it shouldn't... None of this should be... What do you mean? There's no imperative. that you, You're creating an imperative. Who is buying Starfield if it's $10 or $2,000? It's free. There's no discussion here apart from Sony's. I'm not sure what you mean. How is it free? It's not free if you're paying for Game Pass. Starfield and Redfall got delayed out of 60? Yes! Yes! You can't do mental gymnastics and act like that Forbidden West and Ragnarok did the same thing. No, it wasn't. The standard pricing on PS5 was 70, and everybody accused Sony of being greedy and anti-consumer. And now we sit here on the precipice of 2023 when Microsoft will finally deliver one of its most anticipated titles, Starfield, and another one, sort of a sister to it from the same company, Redfall. And guess what? Both those games are now going to be $70 instead of 60 if they would have landed this year and I'm not faulting them for that I think it's fine to have pricing parity with the market and it's fine to adjust according to inflation but there are going to be consumers that look at that and feel a certain kind of way wait a minute I was going to buy Starfield and it was going to come out in November of 2022 when everything was $60 you delayed it to 2023 and now it's going to cost me 70 what am I paying for here like I am telling you that con- there will be consumers that have that mentality. There will be. 
I'm not saying whether or not they're right or wrong. I'm just telling you that's what people are going to feel. Yo, what's good, Light Leap? I have Game Pass. Whether I play Starfield or not, it is free because I already have Game Pass. All right, I'm not going to go down the just mind-numbing, pedantic argument about whether or not something is free if it's on Game Pass, okay? Watching a show on Netflix or Disney Plus isn't free. You're paying for the subscription, okay? Stop stop dragging the conversation into the gutter of worthless splitting of hairs, all right? It ain't free. It's it, it, it's your perspective makes it free, man. Good for you. Good for you. But you're paying for a subscription service. Game Pass is the main product, and this price increase makes Game Pass look even better. It's a win-win for Xbox. I think that will be the initial result, Space Dovahkiin. People will say, hey, you're going to increase the price of this. Well, then, okay, I'm going to go get it on Game Pass then. It's going to drive more people to Game Pass, which that could be really, really good for Microsoft. However, however, the real question becomes, when do they increase the price of Game Pass? Because I believe that will happen. It will. I don't think that I think that's unavoidable. I think subscription services always go through that. PS Plus will do the same thing. I'm not acting like Sony won't do it. Disney Plus just did it. Netflix just rolled out a basic package with ads. Right? The fact is no one buys Xbox games unless they are mental. The fact is you speak in broad, unsubstantiated platitudes and it's exhausting to read such stupid statements. That's simply not true. The number of Xboxes in circulation, the number of Xbox users, compared to the number of people on Game Pass, homie, two-thirds of their consumer base isn't on Game Pass and are buying games. You're, You're calling those people mental? What if they just prefer to buy one or two games a year and they prefer to do it that way as opposed to being on Game Pass and not touching anything all year? Like, who the frick are you to say that they're mental? What if that's how they want to be as a consumer? What if they think that's a better value? Yeah, I buy one or two games a year and it just I know what I like and I know what I want. I don't want a bunch of indie games. I don't want a bunch of shovelware. I had Game Pass for a couple of months and I didn't touch it, right? I, I have Game Pass, and I, you know, and every once in a while, I'm like, "What am I paying for? I don't use it all that often." But then out rolls a game that I can just install right away and try out with my wife or my kiddos, and I'm like, "Yeah, this is pretty good value to me." It's pretty good, you know. That's pretty good value. I predict Xbox fans buying months and months of Game Pass in advance to dodge the price increase, and then being salty that there's just not many decent games. Tinfoil says, Mo, what if the increase was made for them to have it used as a concession to keep it at 60? I have no idea what you just said. What if the increase was made for them to have it used as a concession to keep it at 60? I, that sentence doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, get, like, listen, listen to what you're saying, Frostbite. Because you have to pay $70 just to play online, so as long as one game comes out a year, you break even. Okay, listen. You could be mathematically correct about the value of Game Pass, but that doesn't mean that it's landing on the consumer in that way. There are many people that don't do Game Pass. There are many people that don't. Game Pass is projected to only make up 15% of Microsoft's revenue, okay? 
That means they're getting 85% of their revenue from something else. Okay, that means people are buying games. That means people are buying microtransactions. Like, what you're saying, I, I get what you're saying. You're like, this is a steal, right? This is a steal. Why wouldn't I do this? And at one level, you're correct. If you think Game Pass isn't getting a price increase as well later, yeah, right? Only time I use Game Pass is grabbing a cheap month code for a few bucks to try big games that drop. Outriders, Halo, ETC, save me 60 each time. PC gaming is going into the crapper. It's over. Why are you saying that? All projections point to PC gaming mushrooming and coming, you know, hitting thresholds that are not even foreseen right now they're they're projecting it It, it's gonna be crazy like both capcom and sony sony have adjusted their strategies because of pc even phil spencer's on record as saying that like game pass hit saturation on console and there's a lot of room for growth on pc they're targeting pc as well what are you talking about pc gaming is, is is about to be crazy it's dead and over. Watch Michael does life. He's the real. Michael, are you in here on an alt to, to promote your own channel? That's adorable. That the, the guy literally holds up every game and says it's trash and not to buy. And then what, like a week later, he says he was wrong about it. Really? That, that, the, the formulaic, like negativity, algorithmic, uh, you know, I'm not even going to get into it with you. If you want go watch him then. Why are you here? Gaming is dead, PC is whack. Okay, that's fine. Go watch him and ask him hard questions about revenue models. Ask him hard questions about profit generation. Ask him hard questions about Sony and Capcom adjusting their strategies around PC gaming. Ask him about projections in the Asian market with respect to PC growth, hardware accessibility, and the drive down of chipset prices. Ask him those hard questions if he thinks PC gaming is dead. He's a real authority on the subject, I can tell. PC's whack. PC gaming's dead. He sounds like a really well-educated economist that knows what the market's going to do in the future, while all these multi-billion dollar corporations are just clueless. Is this your first day here? Is this this your first day here? The The guy has a shtick, and at one level... I kind of respect it, right? I kind of respect it. He has a stick. He hates on everything. And people pay him money to argue with him, right? But virtually all of his claims are made almost in character, bro. He's basically a character. And if you think what he's doing is genuine and facts-based, then you have have absolutely fallen into the Kool-Aid pit, man. You're drowning in it. It's an absolute shtick what he does. And at one level, like I said, I respect it. But don't come in here and promote somebody else. It's annoying. So you're smart. uh, That a billion dollar company, your ego is something else. Are you talking to me? I I wasn't saying I was smart because of what multi-billion dollar corporations were doing. I was saying that all signs point to PC gaming having a massive, massive swell of growth and revenue. It's why all these companies are adjusting to the PC market. Capcom, Sony, and Microsoft. Console is dead. Tuesday to Tuesday, the shelves being filled with baby games. 
Yeah, see, this is something that happens in gaming. Let me explain. Let me let me let me explain something to you, okay? You have fallen into a pit of negativity, and you can't see past it. So all you do is you go and you run and you find YouTubers and videos who will give you emotional affirmation. You're angry, you're disappointed, you're unhappy. Whether or not that's a personal thing in life or you genuinely feel that way about gaming, but all you're doing is is you're running around looking for emotional validation. And you found it in a guy who every video he puts out says, this game is trash, this game is bad, don't buy it. And you sit there and it tickles the part of your brain that makes you feel accepted because someone's affirming your emotional state right now okay I'm not gonna do that I'm, I don't speak in unsubstantiated platitudes gaming is dead okay sure it's dead it's the fastest growing industry probably in existence right now there's a 70 billion dollar acquisition being looked at by the globe because gaming is on such an uptick and such an upswing of profitability that every single person wants to be a part of it and your emotional state about gaming is not a fact it's merely a state of feeling that you want affirmed by videos and YouTubers and bloggers. And when you don't get it, it bothers you. And you just continue to say things like, Gaming is dead. PC gaming is dead. And games are just bad now. Listen, quit crying, pull yourself up, and realize that life's not that bad and games aren't that bad. And if all you're looking for is emotional validation or affirmation about your unhappiness right now, then go the frick somewhere else. That's not what I do with my content. I'm just going to sit here and hold up a... This game's crap, don't buy it. This game's crap, don't buy it. Garbage content, man. I don't create that. I don't create that kind of content. It makes you feel good for a little bit, but you can clearly see it's not doing anything for you. It isn't. You can't grow a community. You can't have a conversation with people like that. You just can't because... You're not having a conversation. You just speak in broad platitudes that have nothing beneath them. It's like interacting with an automaton at Disney World. Gaming is dead. Why? What evidence do you have to suggest that it's dead? All games are crap. Oh, 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 okay, so none of the games that came out this year? Gaming is dead. Like It's like you're just stuck in a loop. On the subject of the $70 price increase, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I bodied him. I, I had to. I get so tired of people coming in here and doing that. I just get so tired of it. You're not getting your emotional validation from me. I'm not your daddy, all right? I'm not. I'm not your, I'm not your gamer daddy. And I think a lot of people are going to say this. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna look at the seventy dollars price increase. This Xbox news. They're gonna say, "Well, all the games are so bad. Why are we having to pay more money for worse games?" Because that's just how they view the world now. Yeah, yeah. I saw the update, the Elden Ring thing. We might have to. We might have to. Co- we'll probably cover that tomorrow. But Dad, what's good, MJ? Been busy the past few days, been working. Evil West is not really what I expected. 
could use some updating wasn't impressed with the story presentation it's a small team it's a small team I I expected that to be about a $50 game quality boy (laughs) you are not ready boy you're not you're not ready That's categorically uh, not true. PC gaming is becoming split into two markets, says Corey. The high-end PC gamers, which make up the smallest population of gamers and the average median user. Consoles are dividing line between the two groups. I mean, every financial projection and estimation that I've looked at for the PC gaming market is bonkers. So, what's your contrary data? Like, what what are you what are you pointing to other than just conjecture? Like, oh, it's this dividing line between high end PC gamers and the mid lane. Oh, oh, okay. Where, where did you pull that from? What are you talking about? Is that based on the Asian market? Wait, wait, it, wait what's that based on? Who who is doing that? Where is this influx coming from? Where where is this dividing line coming from? I, I don't see any evidence for it in anything that I've read about this. It's refreshing to hear a gamer not complaining all the time. It's funny because I get told two different things, D-O-double-G. I get told I'm a corporate shill and I defend these games and I... I talk about games, and, and I'm an apologist. And I, I was critical of Callisto. I've been critical of uh, the Dead Space remake. And I get told that I'm just a hater. Like, you know what I'm saying? Morning, Lono, what's good, Rad? Where's my daily pick? Of the, of the, of, of the baby. <laughs> People are like, excuse me? It's been a while. It's been a while since I've seen, I've seen that cute little babes. For anyone uh, that wants to get into uh, PC, study up and start with a 3060. I mean, you are a corp- corporate shell for Sony. <laughs> shell. <laughs> oh. Yo, good morning, Splatsaw. Listen, listen. I-, I, deserve, I deserve some members for that rant. Where are the members? Come on. Click the join button. Get involved. Become a part of what we're doing here. You like these live streams? Live streams live on the lifeblood of members. We, 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 gotta, we gotta see some people jumping in here. We do. We need it. <laughs> Corp Shell Sony. That's right. There he is. <laughs> oh my gosh. Look at that noggin. Look at that noggin. See, Rad, both my kiddos were born with so much hair. So whenever a baby is bald, I'm always like, oh my gosh, it's such a gigantic head. (laughs) Uh. Nice rant, Lono. Gaming isn't dead. NVIDIA sales data show that high-end PC gaming is the smallest segment of their sales. Okay, with low-end cards being the highest-selling cards. Same is true of Intel. Okay, What, what does that have to do with the projections for the growth of the gaming market? What... Uh, the PC gaming market. What what you're saying is what is probably true of, like, I don't know, every tech company in existence? Well, according to our reports, our uh, really expensive uh, items sell at a smaller uh, quantity. And then right here in the middle, the value sector is booming. Like, you're not saying anything that isn't probably true of virtually every tech measurement ever it's always that way the high end makes up a smaller percentage 
and everybody's buying that value option in the middle. That that's probably true of TVs. That's probably true of that's true of cars. Like that's what people do. That that's not that's that's not unusual, and I don't think that has anything to do with what we were talking about. I just think there needs to be a dividing line somehow with the PC market. PCs capable of barely running among us are included. Well, sure, sure. And that's one of the reasons why I think they're looking at it. Hey, there we go. Come on. We got to get that. We got to get some stuff going here, man. There it is. Five gifted members from Cybersword. Oh, one went to DO, DO double, double G. I love it. Coder, Tyrone, Lone Wolf, and Javel. There they are. They're going to hit down here. That puts us at six for the day. I appreciate it so, so much. That is awesome. If you just got gifted a member and want to pay it forward and gift a batch yourself, feel free to do that. Let's get a little train going. This might shock you, but not every PC gamer runs a rig worth 4K. That's what I'm saying. The gaming market was valued at $198 billion in 2021. It's expected to reach a value of $339 billion by, 200, by 2027, registering a CAGR of 8.94% over 2022 to 2020. Okay, so basically translation... Over the next five years, they're talking about a 9% growth. Okay? You're talking about going from under $200 billion to $340 billion. He's looking at the data uh, incorrectly, says Wheezy. Of course, the most sold cards are 1060 in the 3060 range, but they're still better than practically 90% of the systems people use. Anyone know the Game Pass increase price? Brothers Crib, they have not announced an Xbox Game Pass price increase. That has not been announced. The Xbox news that we're covering is a $70 price increase on games. And everybody that just got a membership, by the way, every day we do a member segment. I forgot to do a member sneak peek. I got to get that in my in my ritual. I should have done a sneak peek today from uh, last night for members. So you guys should be getting those uploads. I just got to get in the ritual of doing it. But every day we do like a lunch break and the members get to hang out with me. And today we'll be doing another segment for members. It's not just a generic talk show. In 2021, PC video game revenues are projected to surpass 37.4 billion US dollars. <clears throat> Uh, I'm having a hard time getting a grapple on what we're talking about, so I'm just grabbing comments and people are saying stuff, basically, at this point. How much do we think Game Pass increase price will be? I think 10. I think 10 bucks. 5 to 10 is what Mo's saying. He thinks they're going to raise the price of Game Pass when the family plan uh, drops. <clears throat> I can't wait until 2023, 2024. We're increasing Game Pass price by 5 to 10 bucks a month. Yeah, Wheezy's saying the same thing. Yeah, 5 to 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're grabbing comments, I'm saying hi, so hi. Hello, Sony Nakamura. How are you? Welcome. Uh, shoot, you want to go cheat for the PC experience? Get the Steam Deck. There you go. Hey, Google Beats jumping back in. 14-month milestone at a member plus. Just bought my first bottle of Kraken. What do you mix with it? Cherry Coke. You do... You, oh, you, See, what I do with Kraken is I do a shot of Kraken, and then I do a shot of coconut. and I Of coconut rum. And I put that in a Cherry Coke. Oh, golly. That's freaking dangerous. I would 
put pillows on the floor. You might end up sleeping there. <laughs> Good morning, Silver Subaru. How are you? Good morning, we the people. I doubt you get 10, but you see game char you'll see games charge 40 for early access to the content. So push back on Sony increase of plus. It won't be because of lost sales on first party games. It'll be because of inflation. So push back on the increase of plus. It won't be because of lost sales on first party games. Oh, right. I see what you're saying, Eugene. You're saying that the like Sony will be increasing plus just because of inflation. Microsoft's going to have to increase the cost of Game Pass because they're losing money on the first party title sales. Here's the thing. Game Pass is priced at such a great value right now to keep getting people to buy in. Once Microsoft sees that they've reached their peak level of subscribers, that's when they start to increase prices. Oh, I agree with you, Deadly Dad Gaming, 100%. Lono answered that question way too fast. Well, I did? What? That, that, I'm, I'm, oh, the alcohol question. Spoken like a true alcoholic. <laughs> hey, I like Kraken. I actually haven't had Kraken in the house in a while because it's dangerous. I literally don't buy it because it's dangerous. It's like, yeah, I'll have a little drink. The next morning, I'm like, oh, golly, what did I do? <laughs> I'll just, I'll just have one. I'll just have one. <laughs> Kraken, rum, I'll just have one, dot, 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 maybe. Random question, do you think Microsoft can win against Apple and make them open the App Store so they can put Game Pass on it without paying them 30%? No, I don't think so. Yo, what's good, Oscar? I won't join, but I will unsubscribe. Oh, okay. Guys, he's not going to join and he's going to unsubscribe. What do we, what, what, we, should we panic or may, let's gift more members? Let's see if we can make, let's see if we can give him a membership on his way out. <laughs> uh, if you think inflation plus EV for Game Pass won't increase the price by 10 plus dollars slowly over the coming years, you're a fool, says Wheezy. Oh, I could go for a Kraken right now, wakes up three days later. That's right. Can I panic on your behalf? Yeah, yeah, I need, to, I need to panic. I'm on the verge of giving up gaming, to be honest. It's really quite boring, and most games are broken pieces of trash. I just, man, I'm sorry you're at that low place. I think games are an amazing spot, and I love the games I've been playing lately. Uh, the crack, the Karen ultimatum. I just, uh, just went on a rant about how these companies do things for profit, but now Sony will do it because they have to, not because of profit. Dr. Dinglenut, you do know that if they do it because of inflation, I'm going to let you know a little secret, just a little teeny secret, okay? Don't tell anybody I told you this, but when companies raise prices because of inflation, it's to, it's to protect profit. Like they're, They, they want to get profit and profit margins. They go like this. They get smaller when inflation happens. So it's related. Different sources so the numbers don't line up perfectly. Global surge in video game revenue. Oh, right, right, right. Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet games for Nintendo Switch crossed 10 million units in the first three days since their launch on November the 18th. Is gaming really dead? That's what I'm saying. I don't think Sony will increase the price of Plus. For them, the subservice is not paramount to their business model, whereas Microsoft Game Pass is their bread and butter. But it's not their bread and butter. It's only 15% of the gaming revenue. So I, I 
I think both companies are going to raise prices on subscription models because that's what subscription models do. You, you, you're ma- like whether it's inflation related or maximizing profit related, they're both they're both targeting the same thing, protecting margins, making sure they make money on it. So if if Sony does it because of inflation, and Microsoft does it because they're finding that they've plateaued and they want to protect the fact that they are giving you know 25 million people the opportunity to not buy Starfield, right? And 25 million people times $10 is... That's a lot of beans, okay? They're both doing the same thing, and neither of those things is wrong. Like, I, see what I'm saying? Like, nobody... I, I haven't said this. I don't even think when Eugene said what he says, we weren't, like, criticizing the difference. We were simply highlighting the difference. Like, this is probably going to be a different motivating factor, but both companies are doing the same dadgum thing. They're maximizing the amount of money they can make from their consumer base. What's funny is he projected malice or fandom onto a simple statement that had neither. Sony's reason for increasing and Microsoft's reason for increasing are different. Doesn't mean one worse. That's yeah, like that's what I'm just that's what I just got done saying. Yeah, LOL jinx. Yeah, Eugene wasn't saying anything fandom related. He was just saying, yeah, the motivations are a little bit different. Mr. Frugal with a 12-month renewal, that's a whole year, still riding high off the OSU loss to Michigan. 2005, $60 was around 91. 2022 inflation is real. Oof, it is, brother. And listen, Mr. Frugal, shut the frick up about that game. <laughs> uh, is 25 million a month, uh, a quarter billion at 10? Yeah, I, I like, I, I'm, I'm not a numbers guy, but 25 million people suddenly giving you 10 more dollars a month that's that's a lot of money you know what i'm saying like i that that's that's the subscription model it 100 is the subscription model it is it's like hey get as many people as you can in the funnel make it really really hard to leave the funnel because they're all their stuff is there right and then raise the price you think that's bad? Remember 2006 when the Bears finally got to the Super Bowl only to lose? Also Sonic 06? <laughs> oh, I agree. What I'm saying is, because we don't exactly know the revenue split with regards to Xbox. We saw a glimpse of the 15%, but I truly believe that was watered down for the regulators. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think... I don't think that was watered down for the regulators. I think that was quite literally them saying we want software like that you know what I'm saying they want software they they want the games to sell they're not like yeah we're not our model is not game pass centric our model is software centric if a company is selling something at 60 and their profit margins shrink down from 30% profit to 25 then of course they're going to raise prices to make back the 5% profit loss yeah that's exactly right what's good Jim James do you think raising the price might get people to realize they are still paying for the subscription and then cancel it? A lot of people probably don't realize they are paying for it. Do you think, hang on, do you think raising the price might get people to realize they're still paying? Uh, oh yeah, I mean, that's always the risk of raising the price is you alert people to being like, oh, I forgot we had Netflix. <laughs> cancel it, right? 
the hope is is that it doesn't cause mass churn or mass exodus it would it, it would cause it would cause a ripple hey somebody ordered some coffee a little bit ago three bags of frickmas to cal scirata we should have those bags in our hands tomorrow i'll try and show them off to you and i'll try to give the members a sneak peek thank you everybody for being here today appreciate it very very much Good morning. So, is the price increase is only for first-party games? If so, I don't see the problem. It doesn't seem like they're ever going to release one. <laughs> oh, Abe! Abe comes in and just starts taking swings. He's like, "I'm late to the party. Everybody here is ugly." Like, huh? Yo, good morning, Xcal. How are you? I pay for Game Pass and I rarely use it. We'll definitely cancel if they're upping the price. Well, right now, the latest Xbox Game Pass news is nothing they're not raising the price the news for xbox was a 70 dollars price increase and we're discussing the ramifications for that right it if is it going to drive more people to game pass and then once it drives more people to game pass and game pass hits saturation are you going to see people say all right well you know i I don't want this anymore because they're going to raise the price of game pass as well at some point like phil spencer all but said that Guys, we are one hour into the broadcast. If you've been enjoying the discussion, do all the things to show that appreciation. If you like six hours of free live streams every day, then do what you can to keep it going. We have lots of other channels worthy of our attention, and if you haven't checked them out yet, you should check them out. Real big conglomerates like Microsoft move money from different divisions to either make revenue look good or bad to fit their narrative would be interested to see that statement under oath I mean I I just I I don't like the narrative of well we're going to act like everything that we're hearing is probably not true because they're trying to get the regulation they're trying to get the regulators to push it through right all you have to do is look at the number of Xboxes in circulation, the number of Xbox accounts, and then look at the numbers that we're getting, you know, 25 million people on Game Pass. And you can clearly see that, like, long-term, Game Pass isn't the lion's share of where their money is coming from. I, I can't see Microsoft going out into the public and doing interviews and talking to regulators and just flat out lying about the amount of money that Game Pass is making, right? I just, I'm not interested in conversations where we just create unfalsifiable positions where like, oh, no, I, I think that they're lying. Why? Well, you know, because, well, okay, so... I think Jim Ryan's an alien and he's here to get us all to get on Sony's platform so that they can infect our brains with the virus. Like, what What point is it at that point? Well, it's just getting to the absurd. Like, well, I don't think that they're lying. I have no reason to think Microsoft's misrepresenting the Game Pass share of their volume. Microsoft hides numbers. I don't know if they're doing it here, but they do. They stop reporting sales and they throw Xbox revenue in with their other divisions. Yeah, during a shareholder's presentation, they showed that games and services, Game Pass made up 2,900, and the other is close to 10,000. Now, obviously, that's what? That's in the millions, so they're just using that so that we have, like, a number that'll fit, you know, on the, on the, on the graph. But they literally went to shareholders and showed... Oh, billions. Okay, so in the realm of billions, so I'm using thousands, but this is, this is representing billions, right? 
and they're saying 2,900 comes from Game Pass and almost 10,000 comes from everything else. So they went to shareholders and basically said, listen, close to 13 grand's coming in and three grand of that's Game Pass. So you're talking about a massive, massive amount of fraud if they're going to investors and saying that and it's not true. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to be, I'm not just trying to be negative argumentative uh, with just my opinion. Right, but it's like, I don't know what to do with that. It's like, so they went to their investors and they went to the public and they went to the regulators and they're all, they're all showing Game Pass not being a centrality to the business model. It's a part of it, but it's not the centrality. It's not where all the money's coming from. And people are like, well, they're just saying that to get the thing to go through. And I'm like, I, oh, okay. Like, well, I don't know what to say to that. You don't have to provide exact numbers, but lying is a big no-no, and no accountancy firm would ever sign off on that. I found Medieval Dynasty on Game Pass this year, a game I probably would never have bought. Turned out to be one of the best games I played this year. I like having Game Pass for that reason. Yeah, and I think Microsoft missed a huge opportunity to make a ton of revenue from people like you by letting you play that game for two hours and then being like, oh, you like it? Buy it. And you would have. And guess what you would have done? you would have tried a bunch of games and not paid for them. That'd be, that'd be a huge value to you. And then when a game does really well and it's praised and it's it has this huge, massive following, something like Cult of the Lamb or Death's Door, you try it and you check it out and then you buy it. Like, their revenue model would be a lot healthier if Game Pass would have focused on letting you try games. Now, I'm not saying they don't put a bunch of games on the subscription service. I think you do both. I would have bought it, you are correct, but I would be paying for Game Pass uh, if they had no games. Right, but I'm not saying... Yeah, I'm not saying you just run in the other direction and not give people games. That's not what I'm saying. I'm simply saying that if they would have set it up in a different way... You would you could still get all the value you're talking about and also get other value points. You get you get other value points. You get value points from, you know, the the trials, you know, sampling things. Oscar will probably do that tomorrow. There was no way for me to break that today, and we don't. We typically do a little bit better when we're a day when we're a day after. Breaking news for us doesn't go that well unless it's like brand new gameplay. I haven't touched Game Pass, but I keep forgetting to cancel it. Uh, I know we're not talking about it yet, but the video came out as well. Oh, they released an actual video. How long is the video, Wheeze? I think Game Pass still has a lot of value, even without day and date first party releases but definitely would require you to be into certain types of games, especially indies. Game Pass is wonderful. Oh, it's a wonderful outlet for indies. Oh, it's one minute? Okay. What video? It's a, it's an Elden Ring thing. We'll probably cover it tomorrow. I have good news, and I have... It's not bad news for you guys, but I will not be traveling the month of December like we had planned. We have had to cancel and move our trip Sadly, it's making the trip more expensive. It's going to be in January now. And of course, ticket prices are now, we're having to pay the difference and the car rental and blah. But, 
The good news is I will be able to cover the Game Awards this week with you guys and all of the amazing things that get announced from the Game Awards. So, no breaks. This week, you get me all week and you get me for Game Awards. So, uh, we were going to be going down to Florida. So, somebody got sick. It's nothing serious, but it was one of those things where it's like, well, if we come, we can't do any of the stuff we were going to do and then we'll all probably get sick too. So, Uh, It's not the sickie, it's something else, and it's just annoying. It's a bummer, it's a huge bummer. I was looking forward to seeing my nephew and doing like an early Christmas thing, but the good news is is we'll get to cover the Game Awards, and we'll get to have probably a really good week. Um, I think we have around 900 members right now, and we would really, really like by the new year uh, to be back to 1500 and we'll set some of those goals again and some of those fun things that we did with Madam like Star Wars watch parties and just fun things with you guys so feel free between now and January to try to help us get back there if you were a member in the past or if you've gifted in the past uh, we would we would love to see that change that's basically um, a necessity for uh, six hours of live streaming and we're just being a little bit transparent with that I'm not harping on it like we were I'm not we're not doing a dividing line between gifted members every member is a member but we are increasing and doing more things for you guys we're uh, we're doing daily segments with you guys yeah um I I don't know I, I don't know that I, I don't I don't know if 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 Doc if Doc's right about trains platform that platform is rough. The feeling when you find out you may you'd hang out with Lono. <laughs> um, he is so he is so cute. He's so cute, Rad. I never got my cosplay picks though. By the way, Rad, I was pretty disappointed. Pretty disappointed. Yeah, never got to see any of it. You see what I posted above? Uh, Come forth, warriors, Basking Coliseum, praise worth coming tomorrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's seventh. It's a seven. Um. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, Lono, did you see the new streamer platform? Yeah, I it ran like dog water when I tried to use it, and it just had a bunch of nasty stuff on it. So I don't know. I that you know, it'll uh, it'll probably self implode. It'll probably self implode. I I don't know how I don't know how you make a platform like that profitable. The payouts he's talking about, the infrastructure that you need, the legality that you need. You need it. You need an admin team to protect the site from people doing what they're doing, right? I literally saw a deep, a, a Pokemon deep fake, like adult piece of content being streamed on the platform. I was like, "Yep, this thing is DOA." Cause if you don't think she gonna get involved and sue you, if you don't think that all the other stuff that'll probably get redistributed on the platform, you know, TV shows, sporting events, pay per view, I just. I, uh, there ain't no way. There's no way. The infrastructure he needs to build, I doubt he has the money to do it. I really do. So. It's really from the Purple League. Some parts still had uh, purple logos in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, all right, let's get the conversation back on on uh, track here. Let's get it back on track here. Now, if the uh, where is it? Where is it? Will this price increase affect your desire to buy and play Starfield and Redfall? Do you think this is going to hurt those games when they finally release? Like when we finally get the Starfield release date, do you think this price increase hurts it? Is it is this going to be a P, another PR hit for Starfield? Because if I'm Bethesda, I'm sitting here thinking, man, you know, we already had to delay the game, and now you're raising the price. It won't affect mine. I was going to buy Starfield anyways. Okay. Do you think it's going to affect like general public's opinion of what's going on? Right. Redfall uh, has gone from a maybe to I'll probably get it on sale. He called it Redfield. That's funny. Redfield, whatever it's called. Yeah, Redfall. I'll just play it via Game Passes, Geek to Sneak. No, but I didn't want to play them anyway. I would happily play, or, or sorry, pay 80 for those ladders, says Abe. But nah, I don't see it being an issue. The industry is moving to the $70 standard, so it should be okay. Puts a lot of pressure on the studio to deliver a banger, in my opinion. Some people are probably going to complain and moan, says Wheezy. Do you think this will bump up the price of Microsoft's smaller games on scale of Pentiment Grounded, like maybe 5, 15 more? Yeah, I don't know. I'm... I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it'll, if it's going to raise, uh, the, you know... those things are going to be affected but I definitely see game pass going up by five or ten dollars at some point for sure Eugene says my expectations just went up so it's seventy dollars new game price yes so what's going to happen is that the Xbox news is that all Xbox games their well their first party their first party games are going to be $70 going forward. I remember paying 60 for N64 games in the 90s. 70 on games in 2023 is fine. I don't think the price point is a problem for most people that are sort of in the know and monitoring the markets and grew up buying cartridges. I don't think most of us will care. I just am curious if you guys think like the general public is going to be like, man, frick this. I have a price increase. With a price increase of 70, I feel this change is going to take a while to fully be accepted. Seeing $60 for most of their life, most folks will won't feel the extra 10 is worth it, but honestly, who knows? <clears throat> As gaming gets expensive, then I have to drop some subs uh, I used. Well, for yeah, for sure. Is the price like annoying? Yes. Will it stop me from buying games? No. I feel like this increase should not be a surprise, says Skiffy. The issue is Game Pass has fostered a non-spending culture. People will revolt expect, uh, except for the hardcore. I don't know if people are going to revolt. I don't know. To be honest, I'm a bit ticked. Uh, I already pay 80 to 90 for a game. Yeah, Canadians, it's this going to hurt you guys quite a bit, I would imagine. The public does that with everything. Like, you walk into a grocery store and people will go to the meat section and be like, meat for XX? I remember meat was this much, not worth it. And meat will still sell. Maybe, maybe, sometimes it kind of downward spirals because the price goes up and then quantity of sales goes down and then they're like, we're not making enough, we're not moving enough, and then they feel like they need to, you know, 
they need to raise the price again. That certainly can happen as well. You can end up in sort of a, 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 a downward spiral of, well, we raised the price, and so demand went down, and we got to raise the prices again, right? You can get, you can get caught, I think. Uh, you can get caught in that. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it's definitely possible. In a few years, 70 won't carry an expectation increase like it does now, but right now, 70 means I expect more. Here's what I'm going to say on the matter. I don't think the $70 price increase for Starfield and Redfall is suddenly going to make me expect more from those games, but I bet you a lot of consumers have that attitude. I do. I bet a lot of consumers end up having that attitude. They're like, it's more money, it better be better. It's it's more money, it it better, uh, better have more quality. I buy two to three games per year. The price doesn't hurt me that much, but I can see how it'll impact people who buy a lot of games every year. If you buy 10 plus games, you're adding $100 to your annual cost. Starfield and Redfall are too late in the dev cycle to add $10 worth of value for some people. I think some people will complain. Didn't they complain when PlayStation raised their prices for the PS5 games? Canadian to American dollars is the same thing. It's just that the Canadian dollar is worth less. Right, which means they end up paying more a lot of the times. Dan's a tastic with a 15-month renewal, and it's a VIP. I'll be okay. Just pushes me back to Game Pass. Also, good morning. Good morning, Dan's a tastic. Thank you so much for being here, guys. If you haven't gone through all of the rituals, uh, make sure you're not on Top Chat. If you don't watch a lot of live streams on YouTube, Top Chat doesn't show you what everybody's saying. So make sure that thing at the top. Switch to live chat. Push all the buttons. Uh, and if you've never done a membership on YouTube before, you can see people in chat. They have badges next to their names. They can use emotes. They get into my Discord. And they can do what Dan Zatastic just did. They can renew and kind of celebrate. Uh, and then they get access to the member stuff that we do in the middle of the day. We take like a lunch break so I can eat, but then we hang out and do some stuff. We'll be doing another one today. The real killer is when Game Pass prices increase as Ugly Nerd. I think that's the straw that's going to make some people say, Bleh. Come on, bro. You know, you've raised the price of the games, and I got I got on Game Pass finally so that I could play Starfield and Redfall, and now you raise the price of Game Pass? Yeah, I bet you. I bet you there's some people that, that they'll feel a certain kind of way about that, for sure. For sure they will. They'll be like, hey, wait a minute. You you just you just you just did all this? I'm not expecting them to add to Starfield and Redfall, but I'm holding them to a $70 standard now, says Eugene. Isn't Starfield going to Game Pass when it comes out? It is, Rissick. It is. You will not have to buy it at the $70 if you have Game Pass. You'll just be able to play it day and day. I mean, $70 increase was inevitable. Same with Game Pass. Also, the initial Game Pass price was steep for people, and then it became normal. So, it uh, will it increase? Eventually, we'll just get used to it. For sure. People buy day one for 60. I'll wait two to three months and get most games for 30. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to feel like they want to jump in day one with Starfield. I feel like it's been a highly anticipated game. It's, it's, you know, every time we talk about it, every time we, we do anything with it, you know, it's been, you see, we see a lot of people, uh, you know, coming in and, and, and slicing up the topic, you know, hey, a four month milestone from the news, Swarthy and, 
as a member great show can't believe it's been four months welcome back we kind of changed the uh the setup here let me go back we changed the setup if you guys if you guys haven't subscribed uh to our lego channel man these uh this build uh started this week the the tie fighter so thank you to everybody who's been over there it's awesome to see y'all supporting it it's doing that little that little channel is doing great and we just started it this is the same ruckus from when games went from 50 to 60 anyone complaining will get over it when did games go from 50 to 60 when were they going from 50 to 60 didn't know you started a lego channel yeah, yeah, we already have the X-Wing over there. TIE Fighter just started. I'm doing a short every day uh, for the advent calendar because that's actually, that's in the corner uh, right there. That's the Lego advent calendar. You can use the Lego command in chat. Day one experience is kind of meh for most games anyway, says Jazzification. Tech issues ETC. I love how everyone is super accepting of the $70 price tag now that Microsoft is doing it. I remember people losing their crap at the $70 Sony games. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, the name of the channel is The Brick Abbey. It's named after, uh, it's inspired by my kiddos. I read the Redwall books to them and the Redwall Abbey. And so the little red brick and the logo and everything. Yo, magical fat guy hitting 14-month milestone and they're on a member plus. Good afternoon. Glad to have you in my ear again for the work day. Well, welcome back. Just started. The TIE Fighter looked finished. Well, we just started the series over on the channel. I recorded all the videos building it. Just gave you a sub. Thank you. appreciate that. How much FPS Callisto protocol run on high setting on Ryzen? I don't I don't know. They, j- they pushed out a patch that's helping with performance on PC for sure, though. Gave you a sub on the LEGO channel. Thank you. I appreciate that. We are, uh, we are really looking forward to that channel uh, getting monetization unlocked. So we appreciate you guys helping it out, giving it some love. You know, the little shorts and the advent uh, calendar stuff's been fun. People have been really excited. I brought back the, the table microphone. People said they liked the table sounds. Seven of everyone is suddenly okay with the price hike isn't true at all. Seen plenty of people complaining on Twitter. This is not directed at you. Yeah, I don't think people are okay with it, Corey. The performance issues were a clerical error. Yeah, I saw him say they they did something with the file. I don't I don't even know. This it was so weird. It was like, wait, what? Are you jumping in the Witcher Three next gen update on console PC? Super excited. Love that game. I mean, I may check it out, but I won't do much more for it. Much more with it then. Just sub. Sorry, I've been MIA. Been training a lot. No problems, King Arthur. Thank you very much. Lego channel looks sweet. I'll check it out later. Thank you. Good morning. What's good, Alien Psychopath? How are you? Link to the other channel. There you go, Dan's Atastic. Uh, Abe just did the command. He said, I'll figure out how this happened, but right now my focus is fixing. All our energy is on that. In the end, I'm responsible and accountable. Goes a long way, in my opinion. Sadly, post a link to the channel in chat. It's right above you, Jay Wright. Nightbot is saying, we launched a Lego channel, the Brick Abbey. And then there's the link. Oh, so the Xbox 360 era is when they jumped to 60. Got it. Okay. Generally, everything was... Well, but yeah, but if you look at the SNES, that's when I remember buying the most games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the DS ring? 
the DS ring. What? What are you talking about, Rad? You're wearing in a video. Oh, oh, the DS ring on my hand? It's uh it's drive shaft. It's from Lost. Madam got it for me cuz uh Charlie's like one of my favorite characters cuz of the redemption arc and you know, have my own redemption arc's pretty dope, so she got me the ring. Uh I'm saying I'm not seeing the same level of pushback in $70 games, not that there's no pushback. I mean, I would tend to agree with you, Corey, that when Sony did it, it was greedy, it was anti-consumer. I'm not seeing that. Now, some people are pretty ticked. Like, I mean, I saw Dreamcast guy, his his video was like, this is BS. You know what I'm saying? He, I, a lot of the, a lot of the guys are, are coming out with videos and they're like, uh-uh, this is this is nonsense, you know. Now I didn't watch his video. I may end up reacting to his video. We we formally announced this in a couple of ways, but we're gonna bring the reaction content to this channel because we can do uploads here now. And we found that the reaction content was better in upload format, and so uh, that content's gonna come back to live here. We'll do those probably on like Monday, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So, when Genies was seventy bucks, Regan's trickle down hadn't taken full effect. Sony did it first, so it makes sense that they got the backlash. Xbox riding the wave now after Sony started it, right? Right. And I'm not a Sony fanboy when I say this. I think Sony was able to raise the price on their games and also when they raise the price of the console in some of those markets because they can. They're in a stronger position. And I don't think that's a slam. That's just like, we can be the first one to do this. Like if Nintendo would have done it, it might not have gone over as well because they're in just a different position. Train is here. Let's go. Good to see you, Train. I feel like a lot of people that were against Sony raising the prices were just Xbox people poking fun or people are just being over being people. Oh, people are just over being upset about it. It's here to stay. Right, right, right. The reaction is almost always going to be different to the one leading the increase versus the ones following the increase. No, I think that's fair. I I, I do. There were probably people that weren't being anti-Sony. They were just like, this is nonsense. Game prices don't need to go up. This is BS. And now that it's happening again, they're they're like, well, I whatever. I guess this is just a thing now, right? You know? I at at some level, at some level I do think that you know, market acceptance just sort of happens. You know, what are you going to do? You're just going to stop playing games? You got to realize that Sony's first $70 games were bangers too. Yeah, they did a good job. It wasn't like Ratchet and Returnal, you know, struggled. Sony uh, justified uh, it with amazing games. Starfield and Redfall ain't going to do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the narrative that we've got to consider, you know? We've got to consider that part of the narrative that this could potentially make things hard for Starfield and Redfall. The idea that, like, man, these are your first $70 games. They, They better be amazing, you know? 
they better be phenomenal and i think the concern will be that they you know probably they're probably going to be good games but i don't know i I, are they going to feel like telling me ratchet will do more for 70 games than starfield yeah i think so like ratchet was if you go go just look at the look at all the cool things they did with the graphics and the photo mode and everything else and look at everything we've seen from Starfield up to now. I, I don't think Starfield looks like this insanely next-gen $70 game. It looks like a very good Skyrim Fallout space exploration game that I want to play. But it doesn't look like... Picture the Microsoft user base mentality. Okay, They're not paying for $70 games right now. They're not. And then they're going to. And when they do, you better hope that Starfield delivers excellence and that Redfall delivers excellence. Because if not, there people are going to be like, man, why did we pay more for this? I, I, I think that's a, that's a risk. That's a big, big risk. You're taking your big flagship titles and you're trotting them out there and you know you're 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 raising the price with them you're raising the price with them it's not like they raised the prices like a year ago and you paid more for forza and you paid more for for this that and the third these are your frontline titles this is this is your battleground for the for the for the approval and the minds of the of the consumer and they're going to be like this doesn't feel like a 70 dollar game it's got bugs in it. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying that's the possibility. Sony wasn't the first to raise to 70. Activision Take Two and EA were the first with Madden, FIFA, NBA 2K, and COD. Imagine Halo Infinite dropping at 70 right now. That'd go over like a fart in church. If Starfield wasn't going to be an Xbox exclusive and be on both consoles, then no one would be so negative about the 70 increase. Exclusivity is opening up to more criticism. I think it's just different criticism, Christian. I think if it was on both platforms, people would be like, okay, 70 bucks, better be awesome, better feel next-gen, better look and run amazing. What have we been saying about 70? If you're going to put yourself at the $70 price point, right now the expectation is greatness. That's the that's the expectation. If you're going to walk out on the market right now and make your video game a seventy dollar video game, then you better be at the top shelf because that's the that's the highest shelf that a game can land. Of course, Sony was the one to catch flack for raising the prices. They were the first platform to start consistently do it. Whoever does it first actually catches the most hate. Solomon, are you behind? I feel like he's behind. Look, we already made that point. So ignore Ghost, Ratchet and Returnal were almost perfect games. The trailers from Starfield already have performance issues. It's concerning. Right, like, hear what I'm saying. I'm saying this as a fan of Starfield and as a fan of Xbox. I want them both to do really well. But Starfield is going to be looked at differently now that it's going to be $70. It's going to be looked at differently. It's 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 going to be on the front lines of the ecosystem saying I'm I'm a $70 game. People are going to go to the storefront of Microsoft and be like, 
$70? What what do I get? Do I get extras? No. Is there a season pass included? No. Is there DLC included? No. That's the new price. Folks are going to do the same thing to Redfall. Redfall might, might literally, no pun intended, fall on the sword. Because I don't think Redfall is going to be at the level of quality that people are going to be like, well, I'm glad I paid $70 for that. If the delay didn't happen, if Redfall didn't get late, are these games $59.99? Yes. If Starfield would have launched a month ago, yeah, it would have been 60 Because Phil Spencer said they didn't want to increase prices on games, Game Pass, or the console for the holidays. He listed all three, essentially making it to where, yeah, these are all three on the table for a potential price increase. The direct quote here... Um... Did it to do where is it because he mentioned all three uh, we've held price on our console we've held price on games and our subscription I don't think we'll be able to do that for forever so he's saying that the console price price on games and price on their subscription have all held steady but he's like we can't do that for forever we can't Sony wasn't the first to raise price to 70. 2K Madden came out at 70. Then Sony said all games will be 70. Yeah, and Sony's the one that got the most criticism because I think the sports games, generally people just buy no matter what. When you have Gotham Knights and Sonic and games like that priced at 70, it'd be strange to stick to 60. Also, as of today, Sony offers 3D audio haptics ETC as a part of the feature separating the 60 from the 70. Not always, but it's there. More exciting note, do you think them releasing the price change indicates that they will reveal the release dates in the Game Awards for pre-orders? That's not a bad theory, Vigil, that they did this announcement. What do you guys think? Do you think they got this announcement out of the way so that this week in the Game Awards they could start dropping release dates on us? Because there's a lot of game release dates apparently that we're getting this Thursday. Jedi Survivor, um, Diablo 4. It's apparently going to be like a tour de force of just release date announcements. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if they got this out of the way to be like, yep, Price increase is coming, and then at the Game Awards, they're free to be like, here's your release date for Redfall, here's your release date for Starfield. I think it's far more likely you get a release date for Redfall. I don't think we're going to get a Starfield release date for a while, because I think Starfield's landing late next year. I think it got pushed again. Sports games are trash. Okay, that's also why I clarified that Sony got the flack, because it was the first platform. No one was surprised about the trash sports games doing something else greedy. Oh, right, right. Well, yeah, it was not a platform-specific thing. It was coming from games that are already... I wouldn't say they're trash. I would say sports games are already pretty heavily criticized by the gaming market. So a sports game walking out into the market and being like, hey, we're raising our prices, everyone was like, yeah, surprise, surprise. So, you know, it, it, it more than likely everybody kind of shrugged at it. Maybe had more of a shrugged attitude about it than they would have when a platform does it. Because when a platform does it, it's it just it just I think you're right. I think it hits different. I do. I think it hits different. COD was also one of the first going to 70. Yeah, but again, when you're Call of Duty, I think you have that luxury. 
you know anyone here Todd Howard say the traditional aim for 30 FPS to do more with their games does anyone think that they will change that will change with Starfield $5 tip from Robert thank you did anyone hear Todd Howard say they traditionally aim for 30 FPS to do more with their games? Does anyone think that'll change with Starfield? When did he say that? I, I will be so disappointed if that game... There we go. If that game hits just 30. Thank you to everybody today that's done a membership. Sven gifted some members and then... Oh, who was the other... Um, who was the other person that gifted? Dadgummit. Putting us at 6 out of 15 for the day. I can't remember who the other person was that gifted. I feel bad about that. I was trying to remember. Shoot. Just out of, it's just out of my head. I had, their, I had their name. He said it in the Lex Frid- Friedman interview. Yo, Abe, thank you for gifting a member. Remember, train choo-choo. Perfect Shogun's gonna get one. Taking us to 7 out of 15 for the day. Thank you very much. Sven did the first one, and then somebody did a batch of 5, and I can't remember who it was. I feel bad. I wish I wish I had a way of seeing that. Let me check my dashboard. Yeah, it doesn't tell... It, I see Perfect Shogun got a membership, but I don't see who it came from. Um... Maybe it's in here. Maybe it's in here. Under activity feed. Yeah, even under the activity feed, I can't see who did it. I can't see who did it. Abe gifted another one. Abe's going to do a member train all by himself. It's going to go to Elu. Thank you very much. Abe gifted it. The five batch? Was it you, Abe? It's showing who sent it for us. Lone Wolf, who did it come from? Thanks for the membership. If you guys get a membership, man, you get to enjoy the members-only content in the middle of our streams, in the middle of our days. In the middle of our days. F, Game Pass, and Crapfield. Okay. Are you going to add to the conversation, or am I just going to have to ban you for just being an idiot? Abe gifted another one. Nah, these are the first for my day. Okay, so Abe gifted three. I got to add three to this. Uh, oh no, 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 no. You added three on top of the six. That takes us to nine. There we go. Thank you, Silver Shadow, for renewing for five months and doing a membership plus. Welcome back in. No, Abe did not gift the first five of the day. Um, I should probably keep the member, the viewer activity thing up. I don't know. It doesn't, I have no way of seeing it. I don't like that. Sooner or later, these devs need to start reading the room. Backing down on some shadows and lighting to get 60 FPS is what gamers want these days, especially console gamers. Silver Subaru says almost 300 likes. Oh, nice. I've, I've, I don't mention likes anymore. I got so tired of it. I don't even say anything. Guess they don't understand how ethics works. It works both ways. Let the companies make the move uh, of just coming up with great games. They will sell well. Stop paying it forward. It does no good. I'm not sure what you mean. Maybe you preemptively did it for me since I'm here. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know it wasn't you, Danza. 
Um, it was a long interview that he just did. Says Cool Spoon. Oh, so when he did the Lex Friedman interview, Todd Howard says they usually target 30 FPS to get more out of their games. I think he also said as long as it looks good. Somewhere in there, uh, in there near the 30 FPS statement. Yeah, there's apparently a Forbidden West DLC coming at Game Awards as well. If if I'll, I'll tell you this right now. If Starfield releases and doesn't get beyond 30 FPS, I won't play it. I won't. Yo, welcome back, Brian, as a member. Thank you so much. I I won't. I will not play Starfield if it's capped at 30. What are you? What the frick? No, I'm not playing your freaking game. I didn't. I don't. I don't have all these great monitors and televisions and really expensive consoles and nice gaming rigs. To play freaking 30 FPS games, bro. Sorry. I, like, this whole thing of like, oh, 30 FPS was fine on the previous generation. Yeah, and we put up with it for eight years or actually more. I'm not doing it. There's no way it doesn't have a 60 FPS mode on the Series X. Hopefully the goalpost moves to 60 FPS with this generation. Play it on PC. Yeah, I suppose I'll have to play it on PC. I would prefer to play it on the Series X. I see 30 consoles, 60 PC. Golly. Like, on the previous generation, on the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One, I we, we, we all played 30 FPS games. I'm so freaking done doing that. The amount of heat, and rightfully so, if they don't give a mode to hit 60, it'd be detrimental they can't let that happen. I mean, yeah, look what happened to Playtale Requiem. Look what happened to uh look what happened to friggin' Gotham Knights. Have a second show today? Yes. The second show today is about Halo Infinite and why I think they're starting over or probably just should start over. From now, for non-Switch and non-indie games, 30 FPS is unacceptable at the higher possible uh, as the higher possible FPS. I will not buy AAA games that can only hit 30 unless specifically for my Steam Deck, which is fine because of the smaller screen. The game will be dead on arrival if few if new consoles get 30 FPS. I don't know. I mean, look at the way people defend the Series S as being a dynamic 1080 box. Like I, I don't know. If that if that dialogue starts to emerge, right? Cool. I got my official co-streaming stuff from Keeley. You're an official co-streamer of the Game Awards. By the way, guys, I'm not going to be out of town like we had originally planned. I will be here. We will be covering the Game Awards and we got our official uh, co-streaming packet. Hmm... Who are these people? Okay. If I understand your PC specs, the PS5 and the X are functionally equivalent. So if the X can't hit, then your PC can't. And if your PC can hit it and the X doesn't, it means they effed up. People saying, no way, it's not 60 FPS when the developers have already said they're targeting 30. For me, it's 30 FPS until the devs say otherwise. 
That's the day, right? No, Game Awards are Thursday. The Game Awards are uh, are Thursday. If Microsoft dumped the Series S, Series X would have some kind of chance. <clears throat> That's not going to happen. <clears throat> They're not going to dump the Series S. They just did a big sale on it. I don't think it's a matter of if it can't hit if they don't target it. I have a Series S in the living room for family media box and the kids play uh, and it's actually legit. Uh, it was obviously made for a specific market. If you don't want 30, you're just going to dish out 2000 for a good PC. I have a 12700 and a 3090. It will play 60. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be dead honest with you. If games come out in 2022 and 2023 and they require me to upgrade my whole rig in a 2080 Ti can't can't optimize down and do like 1440-60, then I don't know what the frick you did with your game. Especially if it's multi-platform. Todd didn't specifically call out Starfield as targeting 30 FPS. He was just stating in general that is what Bethesda does. Hope you and the fam are good. What's good, Hellfire? Me... I miss taking my wife to work because the roads and traffic lights, meaning she took public transport and so was late. Rip my butt later. Mm. Sorry to hear that. With a 3090, it better do more than 60. Yeah, right? Like, what on earth? I got some I got some preemptive cope in my chat. Like, what on earth? If Starfield can't hit 60 on my 2080 Ti, what the frick did they do to it? Your 2080 is half the speed of a 3090. I used to have a 2080. Homie, I've not seen anything in Starfield that shouldn't be able to run 1440-60 on my rig. I've not seen anything. They're not doing anything in that game that is groundbreaking. They're not. What the frick? Uh, Do you think we'll see another Series S mid-level console next generation? We see it in the smartphone market. I yeah, I don't know if they'll ever do that ever again. I I don't know. I don't buy a console game unless it has a 60 FPS mode. The fact that Gotham Knights was sold so well is troubling to me. Yeah, they, that was sold on Batman. If that had been any other title, it would have it crashed and burned. If games. Uh, like Horizon Forbidden West can run 60, so should Starfield. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't see anything in Starfield that is exceeding, you know, the graphical fidelity of Horizon Forbidden West. I, I don't, I don't see it. Big open spaces, lots of enemies, lush environments. Like I, no way, no way, no PC. Not now. If I had a gaming room, I get a PC. I honestly think it depends. If there's so much in the game that the graphics itself have to be dumbed down a bit to run, that's fine. That was GTA SA. But at this point, FPS really shouldn't be an issue. Listen, if... And this is where that Todd Howard Starfield interview is going to come into play. He basically said the game has benefited from... The game has benefited from being on one system. From targeting Xbox and being on one box. He said that the game's benefited from that. Oh, okay. And if he's preemptively in a Lex Friedman interview being like, yeah, we target 30 FPS so we can do more. I'm like, great, Todd. 
it sounds like you're stuck in a 10 year old development model which is do everything you can at the cost of fps and every single time somebody says that my response is very simple i'm not going to play your game i'm not your flashy shadows and cool lights and cool textures i don't give a rip about any of that if your philosophy is that will we target 30 fps so we can do more stuff with the game oh great you just made it very clear to me that i don't want to buy your games because you're 10 years behind you you are 10 years behind that's a decade old mindset let's squeeze everything we can out of this game and limit it to 30 people are buying televisions that that can run 120 fps modes and you're targeting a fourth of that what next gen consoles were marketed on instantaneous load times higher frame rates higher resolution and you're like yeah we we kind of don't care about one of those things No, I'm not going to discuss that in members only. We might use that tomorrow for a talk show. We have a segment planned today. Yeah, Starfield will be on Game Pass day and date. Yeah, they just need to have trials for games. They're asking for 70. 16 times the detail. It just works. Even if CD Projekt Red messed up the launch of Cyberpunk, they're pretty good with tech, and the latest updates show it. Bethesda's not on their level, not even close to them. I mean, I'm not sure... I'm not really quite sure why you're attempting to compare the two companies. Completely different engines and approaches to design philosophy. Exactly backwards. I'd play a feature-rich 30fps game over a 60fps cinematic trailer any day. You're creating a false dichotomy. That's a false dichotomy. You, you can have a feature-rich game that hits 60 FPS. It's called optimization, and plenty of games do it. And if companies don't do that, then I don't want to play their game. You've made it quite clear to me that you didn't value something that I value. Gotham Knights is a perfect example. It's feature-rich, and it runs like frickin' molasses because they baked ray tracing like into it. You can't even turn it off. And it doesn't even look better than a game from like, what, like eight, seven or eight years ago. No, that's a false dichotomy. You can have a feature-rich game hitting 60 FPS. And just because you go for 60 FPS doesn't mean you're going to be playing a cinematic trailer. I mean, that just feels like a passive swipe at God of War, an ineffective swipe at God of War. Plenty of games have tons of great features in them and look like immaculate and hit 60 FPS. Horizon Forbidden West would be an example of this. Returnal would be an example of this. Ratchet and Clank would be an example of this. These are gorgeous games that hit 60 FPS. They're not lacking in features like, yep, we targeted 60, so it it looks like a bunch of polygons running around. Uh, They were going to try and reach 120 for this gen. Now we're talking about reaching 30. I'll tell you why. You have a bunch of OG people in charge at these companies. And they want to do the stupid PR bullet point nonsense. 
I want to be able to walk out on stage and talk about 16 times the detail and 4K resolution and ray tracing. And, and that mentality is why you end up with games that run like Plague Tale Requiem and Gotham Knights. Because you got people running on decade-old strategies. There are plenty of games right now that have said, no, we're going to figure out how to give people better frames per second. Because that's what we promised them. Every game benefits from being developed for one platform, but if Starfield can't get 60 FPS with the benefits of single console development, then that's a huge L for Xbox. Yeah, look how dumb you're going to make Xbox look. Look how dumb you're going to look. Oh man, time to compete with Sony with first party titles. Yeah, it's capped at 30 FPS. I'm sorry, what? What did you just say to me? Call of Duty has a 120 FPS mode. God of War Ragnarok has a 120 FPS mode. You just walked out onto the market, charged $70 for a game that is capped at 30. You're going to make Xbox look like a joke. You're going to look like a joke. Yeah, man. Pricing parity with all these next-gen titles. Cool. What kind of performance options do you have? Uh, It's 30 FPS. That's what we targeted neat I experienced that 10 years ago when I played Fallout I'd say if the game can't hit at least 30 FPS it shouldn't be full price all games from any first party studio will have a 60 FPS mode you better hope they do Our physics engine's built around 30 FPS. Any higher and things break. I fully expect Starfield to hit 30 on the S, 60 on the X, and unlocked on PC. Man, you better hope so. You better hope so. You talk about a really, really unfavorable headline. Hey, man. Starfield release date's finally here. Not only did we raise the price to $70 to have pricing parity with the market of next-gen games like God of War Ragnarok, but our game runs at 30 FPS. Starfield won't even have ray tracing, so there's absolutely no excuse. Yeah, I I don't think they've talked about ray tracing. I don't think they're putting ray tracing in the game. Have they specifically said no to ray tracing? Or they just, I mean, they haven't mentioned it. So, that in my mind means you're not doing it. Like, if you were doing it, I feel like you'd have mentioned it. You'd have been like, yeah, we're doing ray tracing. Better not try and sell a 60 FPS update a year after launch. Series X is a joke. I have one too. Crap, be making a loud buzz noise. I mean, something's wrong with yours, bro. I have a Series X and it runs fine. I like my Series X. It's great. I, I think and it runs games really, really well. I've played some games on it and they look phenomenal. I have no issues with my Series X at all. I've been having issues since day one. I got the copy for free, so I wasn't too upset at the time hate that this far into it still barely adequate for console oh you guys are talking about cyberpunk I think I don't care about $70 games but I also don't believe these companies as master jazz you don't believe them about what 
the thing with Starfield is the NPCs have routines just like you and they don't get loaded in when you're about to do a quest but Todd didn't say it'll be 30 FPS he just made a reference listen we're all speaking about the possibility okay I'm not saying I'm not saying it's going to be 30 FPS but he says they typically target 30 FPS with their games and he's doing that after we looked at performance of Starfield in trailers and thought it doesn't it doesn't look like it's performing all that consistently it doesn't look like it's performing all that well and if and if that game comes out and is the second big title for Xbox to be at $70 and it's 30 FPS capped homie you thought the anger and the ire over Gotham Knights 30 FPS was bad you better watch the frick out there people will be irritated you you thought it was bad for Gotham Knights this is a highly anticipated generation defining game as they've marketed it the new platform from Trainwreck is owned by a gambling company yeah I mean there there's gonna be a ton there's there you're gonna need deep pockets if the only the only way that platform survives Dr. Red is if that gambling company is incredibly profitable and they can sink a bunch of money into it because they're gonna need a lot of people I spent five minutes on that platform and it ran like dog water and the most watched stream was a deep fake of Pokimane and I was like you're gonna get in big trouble you're going to get in some big trouble because people are going to start freaking doing sporting events and, and TV shows and movies. And then you're looking at copyright law. I mean, you better, you better buckle the frick up. The live streaming wild, wild west is not something you want to just step into haphazardly. You have a lot of money. Great. What's your infrastructure? What's the size of your admin team? What's the size of your security team? What sort of uh, protocols do you have in place to protect the platform from getting hacked, taken down, or dosed? What, what sort of what sort of infrastructure have you put in place? Do you have any answers to those questions? No, we just have a lot of money. We're gonna give we're gonna give the streamers a lot a better percentage. Cool, bro. Your 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 site's dead in thirty days. That would be my guess. And you know, more power to them. More power to them if they can if they can hurt purple. Great, I, I would love to watch purple sink into the ocean and just slowly drown due to their own incompetence and corruption. But I, th- th- there ain't no way there ain't no way you're gonna last unless you have very very well built infrastructure. The infrastructure is purple's. No, no. Do not misunderstand infrastructure for tech. Having the tech to to basically copy purple's like front end. And how things run, that's not infrastructure. Infrastructure is an admin team, a security team. It's people handling, you know, handling uh, copyright claims. Where, where, who, who's managing your ingest servers? Who's managing your front-end servers? Because your site's running like dog water, right? That's infrastructure. Like, I, I can steal the code of AWS, but... I don't have the infrastructure to be like, oh yeah, I can, uh, you know, I can give you AWS level solutions. Oh, you're being sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What pro- platform are you talking about? Oh, I'm not going to promote the platform, but there's a big streamer from Purple who got into all the gambling stuff, 
and he's launching his own site to stream on because he you know he wants to get out from underneath the gambling restrictions on purple and he's offering like a 95% payout to streamers and you know he's he got some gambling company backing the platform i just man, look out that 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 the whole thing just seems like a tinderbox I love Callisto Protocol. I hate how people are hating on it. I, man, I want to give it a second. I want to give it a second chance, but I just don't think it's a good call. I just, I'll probably just get really irritated. I want to give it a second chance because it's just, it is, it's a beautiful game. I think Todd said that they were aiming for 4K 30, and when IGN asked about 60 FPS, he didn't comment comment on it. So they were saying that it's probably unlikely it's going to happen. Yeah, if Todd Howard is refusing to comment about 60 FPS. This is related to the Xbox news about a $70 price increase. This is related. Like, track with me on the optics here. You delayed Starfield after telling us the date was set in ink. Now you're increasing the price, and now we're combing over interviews, and it seems to indicate that there won't even be a 60 FPS mode. That's not going to bode well for your platform or your game. It's not. They literally mentioned that week after leading up to him being cleared that they went, oh, you guys are talking freaking sports ball. They released a couple patches now and apparently it's helped. Well, my issues weren't performance related. I was playing on the PS5 and had no performance problems. No performance problems. What about those fancy Microsoft engineers? Come on, man, give us 60. What if Microsoft charged for 60 FPS like a streaming service? I can't see that being a thing ever. Also, don't forget they delayed Starfield. I mean, yeah, I just said that. Reviews should not dictate others' buying habits. I fear reviews have a track record of showing pe- shoving people away from great games because they personally hate it. But... Man, I, I don't know where this is coming from. I've had a lot of people come in and take that angle lately. I don't think reviews... I don't think there's a pattern in the gaming market of reviews driving people away from really good games. I don't think that's happening, brother. I don't. When you get a 29% on Steam because of performance issues and really, really bad stuttering, wear it. You Wear it. You made a mistake. <laughs> they made a mistake, and they patched it already, and it's helped, and it's rebounding, and it's got a better score, but... That's that's exactly what should happen. That's exactly what the market should do. This game's running like crap, man. What in the world? And you should be able to get a refund. And plenty of people did. Plenty of people are going to read reviews and be like, ah, this game doesn't sound very good. They're, they're going to listen to someone like Skill Up and be like, he's complaining about all the things that drive me crazy in a video game. I'm not going to buy this one. I don't think there's some pattern in the market of like, man, our game was really good and we got a raw deal from review culture. If anything, review culture tends to be really favorable of games that are mediocre or not so great. I would say more often than not, really mid-level games or arguably bad games get a pass from a lot of review outlets. I don't think that the opposite is happening on a grand scale or a consistent rhythm of 
Yep. Our game would have gone... It was a good game. We had no problems. We had great consumer feedback. But, yeah, review culture just torched us, and we did really, really poorly. Like, I, I don't think so. Wasn't the Days Gone dev complaining about reviews or am I remembering something else? There was the guy who originally was like the head of the Days Gone project saying if you like a game, if you like a game, effing buy it. Because there was this huge influx of people supporting and celebrating and talking about Days Gone. And it because it was on PS Plus. And Days Gone didn't do well uh, commercially because it launched and it was very buggy. And the guy said if you like a game, effing buy it. Basically what he was saying is... He, basically what he was saying is, is yeah it's great this game's doing amazing and everybody loves it now but you gotta buy it like no one's buying it was I think was his point name a game review uh, that col- name a game review culture torch and it was good yeah name a good what's a good game that got torched by like the review culture you know what I mean Days Gone got what it deserved at launch yeah that, that's what I'm saying is Days Gone didn't do well commercially because it was buggy at launch listen this is no this isn't shocking news to Glenn Schofield. He's been in the industry a long time. He's not shocked by this. You pushed out a product and somebody made a really big mistake. And performance on PC was so bad that that headline lampooned your potential commercial success. 100% a 29% on Steam, that hurts. It hurt them. That is money they will never get back. That is potential financial gain that they will never get back because somebody somewhere made a mistake. And boy, oh boy, the fragility of software and potential profit. Mass sucks. And Callisto, as Eugene is saying, Callisto's not been torched by review culture. Callisto has like a 75 uh, on Metacritic then it's climbed into the 70s on Steam because they patched it and fixed a bunch of it you know what I mean Lampoon man what planet did you come from what are you talking about Days Gone was a great game it suffered from poor early game pacing well the early game pacing yeah but it was also very buggy when it launched It's still at 57 on Steam. Yeah, but I think if you look at recent review scores, isn't it higher? The overall is at a 57, which, man, that sucks. That That's going to be a hard pit to climb out of because there's a ton of people right now that are never going to go. They're never going to go revisit their score, right? They're never going to go revisit, uh, their, you know, the game. They're just not going to. Yeah, 57%. It, you know, it's climbed. And I think if you go review type. How did you get that 75% the other day? I just noticed you're wearing my shirt. Oh, you like this one? If you guys ever like my shirt, use the shirt command. This one's from Into the AM, and it supports me. If you use my code over there or my link, into the slash lono, or just use code lono over there.
Sorry, but if you are here in chat to hate on Starfield or Microsoft for no good reasons, just shut the blank up. We don't do console wars here. Yeah, I mean, I the, my main concern is that I have been looking forward to Starfield for a very long time. And it looks like it's going to have a very, very rough time getting out of the starting gate with respect to PR and receptability. I'm telling you right now, my prediction with Starfield is the $70 price point is going to set expectations and consumer mindsets about it that's going to be irreparably damaged if it doesn't have a 60 FPS mode. I don't think you can fix that. You can't be like, oh, well, we did stuff with the lighting. And no, shut up. You delayed your game. You raised the price to 70, and it doesn't even have performance parity with the next gen market. Be quiet. Sit down and be quiet. The culture, the gaming culture, the community at large is not going to be like, but it's pretty. No, I am very concerned for Starfield. Like, that's my conclusion from today's discussion. That's my conclusion. Is, oh my gosh, Starfield now has an even harder hill to climb. An even harder hill to climb. Releasing a broken game now is almost a guaranteed death knell. A goodwill, all goodwill consumers had for devs has been torched. I'm a rare breed that prefers visuals over performance. I hope it's 60 FPS, though. What type of game are you expecting from Starfield? Problem is, I see a lot of players expecting a cinematic action-adventure game. No, I don't expect that at all. Do you want to know the most recent thing that got me excited for Starfield Space Dovahkiin? It was the video with Todd Howard talking about the, uh, the dialogue system. That got me really excited. I thought it looked awesome. I'm expecting Skyrim... Fallout in space mixed with some Star Trek exploration ship growth RPG power fantasy. That's what I'm expecting from the game. It's not going to release until November. That's my prediction and it will have 60 FPS for the Series X and PC. Yeah, I, I actually think it's late next year, Detective Seeds. I agree with you. And buddy, do I hope they can deliver a 60 FPS mode. I do. I really hope they can. Tomorrow, we will be checking out the Elden Ring thing, yes. We'll probably cover it, maybe even play it. Probably makes sense, too. We did a lot of Elden Ring content. So, if you guys are enjoying the content, consider becoming a member. We got the member gold down here in the corner. You can gift members or become a member on your own for five bucks. It's how we do what we do. Thank you, everybody, who's been doing that. I feel like no way it launches without 60 FPS, says Wheezy. I don't know, Wheeze. I don't know. I'm concerned. If he dodged the question about 60 FPS, right? If he dodged it and then said in an interview with Lex Friedman that they target 30, I'm freaking concerned, bro. I'm I'm concerned. Yeah, I saw that as well. Guys, as a reminder, I will not be out of town this week. I'm actually not traveling now. We had to cancel our trip. Um we'll probably have to travel in January now and it's going to cost us a bunch of more money which is a giant bummer but the good news for you is I now get to cover the Game Awards with you and the Game Awards are seemingly going to be jam-packed full of uh, of stuff so very very exciting too much 30 FPS backlash uh, they can't be dumb enough to push it out with 30 I, I don't know man after Plague Tale Requiem and Gotham Knights man you are you are bold 
you are bold if you launch your game with 30 fps as the cap you're freaking bold because buddy people are gonna be like what in the frick are you doing what do you what i think he said they target 30 fps in the past yo my man dodeva's pushing us to 10 new members for the day thank you for doing that dodeva's appreciate it so much Ferk malurf gets a member let's get a little train going baby we gotta get back up there we gotta be- we gotta get back up there man we've been pretty candid about that about our uh, about our goals imagine the discussion behind closed door Todd saying 30 is fine Phil saying the blanket is then the delay yeah I don't know if he said they only target 30 in their own games the cool spoons telling me in discord he didn't specifically name Starfield, but he was stating that in general, that's what Bethesda does. You know what I'm saying? They they target they target 30, so they can do more with the game. Yo, my man Cardock, thank you Cardock, so generous all the time, gifting five members to the stream. Jim, I think that's like Jim Jiminy, or oh no, that's Jiminy, or Jim 19 my. Jim, Mort, Loannis, Verbus, and Royce. You guys all got gifted members. Welcome in. Nailing our goal right on the nose. 15 members for the day. I don't think the majority of people on console care about frame rate. I I just don't know why people think that. Why do you think that? People bought a Series X and a PlayStation 5 on the promise of better frame rate resolution and load time, but people don't care about frame rate? They optimized Fortnite to get 60 FPS on the previous generations of consoles. They optimized Fortnite in the Unreal Engine to give you 60 FPS on a PS4. I 100% think people th- people care. Look at the backlash of Gotham Knights. Look at the backlash it got on the 30 FPS thing. Like, I don't agree with that at all. All these performance modes and all these things they put into games, that's 100% something that people care about. A renewed... Wait, what? Enjoy your commentary, my man. Glad I can tune in most days. I've never seen a member renewal for one month. What in a frick? member for one month and he has a blue badge that has to be an error you can't have a blue badge at one month that must be your second month that's got to be a glitch Garrett Green with four months of membership just saw I'm a member again thanks to whoever gifted me welcome back welcome back in no Xbox player celebrating a $70 game like Sony guys did though I don't think anybody celebrated. I think we just said it was fine. I didn't throw confetti in the air. I was like, finally! Yay! $70 games! I was like, yeah, that's that's called inflation. I was kind of neutral on the whole 30 FPS until my eyes got used to 60. There's honestly no going back. Me and everyone I know on console care about frame rate. The people who don't care are stuck on old gen and haven't discovered the real gaming experience at 60 FPS or higher. YouTube playing games? I know, I know. We, uh, I think we're in the 900s now. We, uh, we're wanting to 
get back to 1500 members those of you that didn't watch that star wars watch party that was a 1500 member goal we're at 903 members so we need about 100 more to get back to a thousand we really need to do that before the new year i remember a lot of sony fans celebrating it and saying it makes games better we have no idea I mean, there might have been people that said this. I didn't say this, but you might be able to make the case that Sony was able to say, listen, the market is supporting a $10 price increase. Therefore, margins are sound. Therefore, reinvestment and expansion of Insomniac and Gorilla and helping their teams grow, that did make games better. Now, I'm not going to say, oh, it's because of the $70, but... Sony being able to increase the base price of games to 70, the market bears it, supports it, and then that tells them our business model is sound. We can invest in the cycle of these companies and make them larger, expand their bandwidth and their teams, ergo, games get better. Right? Do you understand where I'm coming from? I might start doing something every day. What if we did this? When we hit the member goal, I'll gift a five bomb as a thank you to the community. Ergo, games get worse? How did games get worse? Horizon Forbidden West is bigger than Horizon Zero Dawn. Largely, that's probably attributed to the fact that Gorilla was able to grow, expand, and be a bigger company. What, What are you talking about? A 15-month renewal from Tattoos. That's a member plus. Can't believe it's been 15 months. If you count the purple platform, it should be three years. Time flies when you're having fun. Welcome back, my friend. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll, I'm gonna gift a, uh, I'm gonna gift a five bomb. I'm gonna gift a five bomb. Anytime we hit the goal, I think I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to do that because then it pushes us over it. As a thank you. There we go. I think that's a pretty solid incentive. Oops. Can you imagine 230 over 15? There you go. Five gifted members from me. Ink Sanity. That's my man. Michael B. Zach Smith. Heavy Metal Mama. And Phil D. Those are all names that I recognize. Those are people that are here all of the time. If you guys want to keep the train going and keep blasting past this goal, feel free to give some more. You are welcome. Oh, there's a DLC for Vampire Survivors. There you go. Everybody's been talking about that game. Let me make sure I have the browser muted. I do. Yeah, there's no way I'm playing that game. So you drop another five if we double the goal? Um, what, what, like every 15? Every 15 I do that? Uh, hang on a second. Let me make sure I'm not doing something stupid here. 15 times 5, 75. 70 times 5, 72. 25 times 0.3. 15.75. Yeah, that's probably a pretty sound strategy. How about every 25? 
I just didn't want to set the goal that high. 25 seems kind of lofty, but I think maybe we might start, people might start responding if I'm like, listen, man, if we hit 25, I'll gift five. You know what I mean? Every 25. Split the difference, 20. Did you round the decimals? <laughs> How about every goal? Lono has to get down and do 20 push-ups. Be lofty, the F. We're just we're trying to make it something that's fun and sort of passive, so I don't have to like I don't I don't have to like, you know, constantly be like, become a member, become a member. Like the YouTube audience doesn't respond well to that. You know what I'm saying? You got bills, what's wrong with you? We're just we're trying to avoid too much transparency. Cause yes, if this is gonna continue, we've basically said we, we need to maintain fifteen hundred members, right? The the show prep and being live for six to seven hours a day requires a member base of roughly that size that just it's a it's a lot it's it's uh it's a big time commitment it takes away from a lot of our other projects so we've tried to be transparent and kind of give the goal to you guys like hey let's chisel away at this every day so it's nice slow rhythmic growth so 25 stop underselling yourself or so help me god i'm not trying to undersell myself it's a delicate balance like as soon as we start talking about it it drives a lot of youtube people away they're like i don't want to hear about memories like you know what i'm saying it's just delicate. We're trying to do it in a way where it doesn't hijack the show. Like, I feel like we've had a great show today, and I've only had to mention it a handful of times, mostly in response to people just being dope. Uh, Lono's selling himself short. Get it? Yeah, I'm short. Ha ha ha. Short joke. It's universally agreed upon that the new Halos are miles worse than the old Halos. Oh, you were saying that the... Are, so, Brandon, were you saying that the cycle of game quality improvement on Microsoft hasn't been very good? Is that what you were saying? That's fine, but that doesn't mean that they were cash grabs. They're just bad sequels. Again, my point is they focus too much on profits, which compromise the gameplay. I mean, I actually think he could make a decent argument, TJ. I think you, he, he could make a decent argument that... Halo Infinite suffered because of because of they they focused too much on function. They wanted to give people a reason to log in every day. They they completely bamboozled their own game. Congratulations, you just played yourself, right? Hey, somebody ordered some coffee about 10 minutes ago. A bag of Frickmas to Dylan. Thank you so much, Dylan. I'm behind, but who said 60 FPS is the true gaming experience? Solemn said that. Why get rid of microtransactions and battle passes? They're all optional expenditures. If it's failed because of non-split-screen co-op? No, that's not why it failed. No. Halo Infinite fundamentally failed because it was not built for live service. It, it's entering a landscape of live service shooters and it didn't have the bare minimum expectations of a live service game a reasonably paced battle pass a good microtransaction storefront a rewarding experience game to game they failed to check like the most basic boxes of a, of a live service shooter and a lot of it felt like it was related to that yo a 10 gifted members from my man Kyle that is so generous Virus Phantom TSMI Jesse Rip Runs on Plants Zen Ian O'Brien Xavier Walker Johnny Two Shoes Bone Slide Clean and Benevolent Icon 
Let's bump that up to 30. You just doubled it. You just doubled that thing. I mean, I'll, I'll take that action. I'll take that action, what you guys suggested. That's 10. Every 25, I'll gift 5. So we need 15 more. I'll do that. I have no problem doing that. If that's the way we gotta... That's the way we gotta, you know... Get the train tracks greased. I, I have no problem doing that. <clears throat> COD's been buggy, but compare that multiplayer offering versus Halo. It's not even close, and I'm purposely ignoring Warzone and DMZ. Yeah, just MW2 alone. Yeah. Right. Five more Lono drops. No, 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 no. We, I'm, I'm, do, I'm doing what Weezy said. Every 25, I'll do five. Every 25, I'll do five. So that's 10. That's 10 of the 25 we need. I like that. I think that sounds good. You know, every 25, I'll spend 25 because that's what it, that's, you know, that's what it costs to give you, you know, five people some love. 50 push-ups at 50. I'm not doing that. Mm-mm. Moving the goalpost mid-game. I said I would do it as a thank you. I didn't, I didn't trot that out as a, as a goal this morning. I just said it a moment ago. I was like, oh, I'll give some as a thank you to you guys. And then I said, maybe we should do that every day. And then y'all debated on how many we should ask for. Uh, I always said microtransactions and battle passes don't belong on fully priced games like COD and Halo. Um, Halo's multiplayer is free. The $70 price point cements my stance on this. Uh, what? Like, what? what are you talking about? The, Halo's multiplayer is free. And Modern Warfare 2 costs money, but you got an entire campaign, and you also got Spec Ops, and you also got, uh, you're going to be getting raids. And, and, and Warzone 2 is completely free, so is DMZ. So, like, what you're saying doesn't make any sense, Resident Recon. Why would you blame Microsoft if Starfield can't hit 60 FPS? Wouldn't that be a dev issue? I wouldn't blame Microsoft if Starfield can't hit 60 FPS. I'm going to lay that at Bethesda's feet. I ain't laying that anywhere else. People would love to see you do push-ups. I don't like to do gimmicks of like streamer shaves head, shaves beard, does push-ups. I like to give value. Hey, if you guys hit a member goal, we'll do a watch party with you. Hey, if you do a member goal, I'll do more game nights with you. Hey, if you do this or you do that, I'll give you more value. I'm not getting on the freaking floor for money. I think he's saying if a game is $70, it shouldn't have micros and battle passes. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I agree with that, because if Diablo 4 comes out and it's $70 and has a battle pass and has micros for cosmetics, that doesn't bother me at all. Why? Because those microtransactions are ensuring the solvency of the game long term. Your $70 doesn't do that. Your $70 does not ensure that I'm going to be able to play Diablo for 10 years. A, a, well, a well-built battle pass, seasonal model, and microtransactions, that ensures that game can go on for 10 years. Your 70 bucks doesn't do that. You see what I'm saying? It depends on the game. This idea that like you give them $70 and they just need to like what what figure it out and then and then just keep giving you content? 
what did Eugene say? Mm. Oh, hold on. If Starfield is successful, those people will lay it at Microsoft's feet, so it's fair to blame their failure. Same people who try to give Microsoft credit for Psychonauts and Deathloop success. Yeah, but I mean, who cares about those people? Most player games player bases drop off during the second week of release. I mean, there's always going to be a crescendo and then a, and then a settling effect for sure. Charging for DLC? No, DLC model does not work for live service games. It doesn't. You can't do that. You need something that's more rhythmic and you need something else subsidizing it. There is absolutely no way that Diablo could release at 70, have no microtransactions for cosmetics, have no type of a battle pass, season pass, anything, and just be like, yeah, we're just going to do DLC. You give us 70, play this game for the next four months, we'll support it, we'll make sure it's awesome, we'll make sure it has all the bells and whistles and all the servers and everything else, and make sure everything's going well and the live events and ETC. Oh, and then just buy a DLC in four months. How did Diablo 3 do it? What do, you, what do you mean, how did Diablo 3 do it? Diablo 3 fixed itself into a live service game as an experiment, largely, to lay the groundwork for the next live service game. What, 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 what are people spending money on in Diablo 3? What are they doing? It's not a DLC model. There's not been DLC since Reaper of Souls. So what are people spending money on in Diablo 3? To be honest, I put a bit of blame on Microsoft. It's as if Santa Monica says God of War is coming out at 30 FPS and Sony's like, well, sure, that's fine. I don't think you spend money in Diablo 3. That's the point that I'm making. You don't You don't spend money in Diablo 3. You can't point to Diablo 3 and be like, oh yeah, they're, they're not doing a DLC model. They're basically doing the seasonal model without charging you money. Why? More than likely, R&D. It was basically research. How did it last 10 years? Kage, two years into the life cycle of Diablo 3, they did Reaper of Souls Loot 2.0 and started the seasonal format. They then spent the next eight years perfecting the format, I believe, as a form of R&D, research and development for the next Diablo game. I get your point. That's why live service games need to die and go away. No, they don't. You just need to not play them. What the frick does it matter to you if Diablo launches early next year and lasts for 10 years? What do you care? It's not designed for you, apparently. I'm not trying to be mean, but like, they don't need to go away. You just need to not play them. That'd be like me saying, like, uh, sports games with, you know, microtransactions and and cards need to go away. No, I just don't play them. Like, there's plenty of people that play them and support them and, and support that ecosystem. Well, who the frick cares? I don't care. Live service games? Why would you get rid of live service games? They're some of the most successful, most played, most profitable games in existence. Fortnite, Call of Duty, all these ongoing games with battle passes and microtransactions, they generate dollars over dollars over dollars. And your little offshoot single-player games do very well, but they don't make up the entire dadgum market. Like, God of War Ragnarok is an oddity in the market at this point. That level of investment and time and risk and needed profit and needed quantity of sales, that's not common. It's hard to do. 
there's tons of live service games that are doing great path of exile uh i I don't know about sea of thieves profitability but a lot of people like to continue playing sea of thieves it continues going it's got microtransactions it's got things you can pay live service games just means less games Mm, not necessarily you're looking through one end of the telescope oh well we'd be on gta 7 by now Okay, and what do you think the quality of those games would be if they were rushing them out on small interval development cycles because that's the best way for them to make profit? I think the number one thing that gets lost in the live service debate is everybody just assumes, oh, I'd have way more games or I'd have better games if it, if it weren't for live service games. What do you mean? The, look, at the, look at the profit model prior to live service games. What do they do? What? They rush games out, had them on short dev cycles, overhyped marketing, and you got half-baked garbage. You had stuff that wasn't as good as you thought it was going to be. The market started to create a clear pattern of, this is not sustainable. It just isn't sustainable. It takes way too long to build games. It's way too expensive, and they just rush stuff out well before it's ready, hoping to break even. And then the idea became, well, wait a minute. We build this big, huge game, and then we abandon it 12 months later? Why are we doing that? Look at what Destiny's doing. Look at what The Division is doing. Look at what some of these ongoing games are doing. Look at what Diablo 3 is doing. So, Valhalla, I think, is a very, very good test case to show, listen, you build this huge map. Everyone accused you of map bloat and map puke. Why not just keep using that world and that area and that space that you've built and just keep adding to it. And the market has responded with positivity. Whether you like it or not, live service games and microtransactions are most profitable for studios. They're what pay the bills and where the income comes from to make the single player one and done games. Like, gamers need to decide what they want. Because you look at these companies and you're like, I'm sick and tired of the unhealthy relationship between developers and publishers. The company should go independent. Okay, well, where's all the money going to come from? Where's it going to come from? Is it going to come from you? Are you going to support it with microtransactions and ongoing live service, you know, setup? Why do you think Bungie was able to go independent? Now, they ended up getting bought by by Sony. We don't know if that was a need or just a, just a, a deal. You know, I'm going to make them an offer that's too good to refuse. We, we don't necessarily know why Bungie accepted that, but they were able to go independent because they built a model that was monetizable ongoing so that they didn't need some deep pocket publisher backing them any longer. Akuta Papa with a $5 tip. World of Warcraft... Star Wars The Old Republic, RuneScape, and many other games would like to say frick you to no live service games. Are we letting letting on the customer is getting nothing from live service game? There's two sides to this. Right, like, that's my point. This is what I think happens. I think people look at a couple of bad live service games, or they look at a couple of bad examples, and they want to act like live service games are trash. I'm like, huh? This is the model going forward. This is it. If you're going to play a game longer than its launch month, this is how it's going to be. It won't be DLC model. It will be Battle Pass, Micros, Rhythmic Seasons. 
some amalgamation of those things. Yesterday, someone was saying that self-published studios are the best because they don't have investors and they use Activision Blizzard as an example of a bad publisher hurting a dev. Zero awareness that Blizzard is Activision and self-published. I've never downloaded one free-to-play game out of morals. What morals? There's no morality attached to free-to-play games. Your, your, your invocation of morality is defunct. There's no morality involved in free-to-play games. Like, morality as defined is the existence in the philosophical system of the belief of, like, right and wrong. And there is no such system that applies to downloading a free-to-play game. I thought GTA 5 Online was great, and then introduced flying bikes, and the game's now dead to me. So now I have to wait until everyone gets bored until I can play GTA 6. That's why live service is bad. Oh, because you didn't get what you wanted. Live service is bad. Talk about a bias-laden like view of the market. What? So live service is bad because a game did something that you don't like. That doesn't... Uh, track, track with the non-sequitur here, okay? It's a non-sequitur. Logically, it doesn't follow. To, to conclude that live service is bad because a game did something that you don't like. I'll give you an example from my own personal experience. Fortnite added whiplash, neck-breaking skill-based matchmaking to the point that I couldn't play with community members and couldn't even enjoy playing games with my nephews. So I stopped playing. Now, I couldn't turn around and say they did something that I don't like, therefore, live service is bad. They're not logically connected. Flying bikes and stuff within GTA 5 that they are doing that you don't like doesn't make live service bad. You're connecting two things. There's no logical straight line between those two things. You you can be playing The Division, Destiny, Diablo 3, and they can make decisions that you don't like. They can nerf your favorite build. They can add an activity that you think sucks. See? Live service is bad. No, they did something that you don't like. It's like watching a bad movie and blaming it on the DVD. Right, well, this movie was bad. I don't like this movie, therefore movies are bad. Therefore DVDs are bad. I thought season two of that show was weak. Therefore, I think TV shows and series are bad. Well, there is. They won't make a direct competitor to GTA 5 until GTA 5 no longer makes money. Okay. That doesn't prove the premise. Your premise is that live service is bad. You're attempting to support the premise by saying, well, they won't stop supporting this game until it's not making money. Okay. That's not supporting your premise. The premise is, well, live service is bad. Why? Support the premise with argumentation. Oh, well, the game's being successful and making lots of money, and therefore they won't move on to the next game. Oh, okay. That's not proving the premise. They're making GTA 6 right now. Right, that's true. Like, they're making GTA 6. They're just not making it on the timeline that you think they should. Again, that doesn't support the premise that live service is bad. 
Do you see what I'm doing? I'm, tr- I'm, I'm, I'm trying to walk you through how, how to structure that argument is not the way that you're doing it. I, there are likely ways to structure an argument against lights live service. I don't think you're doing that. I think you're saying this game did stuff I don't like. I want them to EOL it and start a new one. And therefore, live service is bad. I'd agree with you, Lono, if games were remaining 60 bucks, but now that they're 70, they'll have more than enough money without Battle Pass and microtransactions DLC will suffice. False. Not true. That would be like saying, you raise the price on movie tickets, therefore, I should only have to pay to see one movie, and I should be able to keep coming back and watching more movies. What? What? No. The, the economic realities of margins and maintaining a studio and maintaining a live service game, that's not fixed by a $10 price increase that has more to do with inflation than what you're talking what you're talking about. Oh, guys, this whole time, this whole time we could have supported live service by just raising the price of the game and we wouldn't have had to do any of this monetization. What what have we been doing here? No, that the, the, the price raised from 60 to 70 is right in line with inflation. It's right in line with what the rest of the market is doing globally. It doesn't suddenly mean oh, all our problems are solved. We can support this game for 10 years now. No need, no need for any ongoing monetization structure. We got an extra $10 from everybody three years ago. No Man's Sky is one of the best live service games of all time and all those updates are free. Okay, No Man's Sky is a bit of an anomaly in the market though, Dave. It's like an eight-man team and their game is at full price still. So you're buying the game at full price and the updates are the reason to get people to come back in. Their operating costs are also incredibly small compared to the operating costs of most most live service games. I don't know what their player base numbers look like. but maintaining their server infrastructure there's 8,000 people playing right now on Steam get the frick out of here they're not really having to support uh, a massive this massive you know infrastructure of live service they're a pretty small live service game and they have a small operating cost so I don't think they're a good example they're a good example and deserve praise, Dave, but they're not a good example in this discussion. If you're if you're going to look at a game like Diablo 4 and be like, I don't understand. No Man's Sky just gives free updates and they never charge anything for the updates. Yeah, there's eight people working on the game. B- Blizzard probably has eight people working on w- one piece of the UI. Do you see what I'm saying? <clears throat> No Man's Sky also doesn't have ongoing microtransactions. Rice, because... L- listen, listen, Angry Pete. Listen to me. If No Man's Sky had the operating cost and the size and the budget of Blizzard, the team working on Diablo 4, dollars to donuts, No Man's Sky would have microtransactions and they would charge for the expeditions, the battle pass of the expedition. Think about it. If it would be a necessity, if, if financially... 
no hello games was the size of the division working on diablo 4 you'd be spending money in no man's sky you would because it'd be like how else do we keep the lights on so there's a tipping point right there's a tipping point this game is huge this this game is enormous and we we want people to play it for 10 years okay well we, we need more than the initial purchase we need ongoing revenue streams it's 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 a it's a necessity you're basically telling somebody to fly a plane without wings well, figure it out just go really fast like no it's needed the only thing that keeps a plane in the air not the only thing the main thing that keeps a plane in the air is the wings Actually, what keeps the plane in the air... Whoever's going to do that, don't. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Lazar with a $2 tip. Can I get a too long? Didn't read on today's subject. Sorry, I'm late. We have talked about the gamut. The Xbox news of the $70 price increase will likely affect the the, the PR and the reception of Starfield. We talked about, is Starfield going to hit 60 FPS? Now we're talking about live service games and how they're structured. Is a $70 price point justification for no more live service ongoing monetization like the cost of season passes, battle passes, and a microtransaction store where people can buy cosmetic items to make their character look prettier? That's how we got to where we are right now in a 2 hour and 43 minute broadcast. And I don't do that for everybody. <laughs> How long do you think it'll take Game Pass to increase? Uh, third or fourth quarter next year. Probably fourth quarter. Once it, It'll probably happen after Starfield. It'll probably happen after Starfield. They'll Because the, the Redfall and the Starfield price increase is going to drive more people to Game Pass. And after that happens... I, I could see them saying, hey, now's the time to, to, to raise a price. So, like, end of next year. Thanks for being part of the program. We'd like to welcome you to Divine Knockout, a brand new fast-paced brawler. It combines platform-based combat, da, 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 your Epic Games store code. Oh, they gave me a code for this game. It does look kind of cool. Uh, for the short workshop, the power source registration is still open to secure your spot. I tell you what, we're getting too close to the three hour mark. I've enjoyed today's discussion. I've enjoyed having a bunch of new members jump in. Uh, members, uh, would be, would be members. Okay. Every Tuesday, we do a segment called New Trailer Tuesdays where we just hang out while I eat and we watch a bunch of new trailers. So if you want to become a member, now's a great time. If you want to give some more members, now's a great time. Every 25 uh, gifteds, I will gift my own. I will gift some as well uh, as an incentive to you guys. I think that was a good word from Wheezy. Appreciate you guys supporting the channel with gifted members or new members. Let me get this thing scheduled. We got a, we got a boogie. I'm dancing in my seat anyway. I need a break. Uh, go live. Hmm. Schedule a stream Tuesday. That's like a new thing down there. I'll tell you what, I'm just going to take the break now. I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to make it. I got too much to do. Give me one second.
Oh, okay, I'm back. Okay, visibility. Um. Let's do some math. Seventy dollars DLC would be thirty to forty. Add that to the billions of people who would buy the said game and DLC. That's a lot of cash your devs can live off. How would that not suffice? Because you're missing the forest for the trees. It's about ongoing subsidization, not waiting three to four months to get another influx of cash. The micro store generates money every day, every week, every month. An optional battle pass on top of the purchase of the game generates money that first week and all throughout that season because people see it and they're like, oh, I would be getting more stuff. I'm actively playing. I'd be getting more stuff. Let me buy that battle pass. Like the model has to the model has to generate money ongoing and then again like secure people to keep playing. It's not as simple as like, hey, we got a bunch of 70 and now we won't get another dime from most people for 3 or 4 months. And then what do you do when a lot of them stop playing? You know what I'm saying? You you don't get guaranteed money from all of them. Uh, let me do this. Customize the channel. So if you're not a member and you want to become one, it's five bucks. We're going to do a member segment now where I hang out and have some lunch and we call it New Trailer Tuesdays. We just hang out and watch a bunch of trailers together. It's usually a very... Uh, fun time and I'm going to push out all the alerts now and we're going to switch gears it's a great time to gift members and take a bunch of people hostage bring them with us uh, time for new trailer Tuesdays mad love and respect thank you heavy metal mama welcome back for months appreciate you let me get this thing pushed out as an alert and then I'll also hit the discord post that okay and our second show today will be about Halo Infinite if you guys prefer to not get redirected Click the link in chat instead of writing the redirect. For decades, game studios ran off single purchases. That's why they have publishers. Yeah, and those games that you're referencing weren't live service games. Live service games is a new idea, and the idea requires some type of ongoing subsidization of the support and the ongoing trickle of content. Okay, we gotta switch gears. Hey, if you clicked on this, and if you missed the live stream, every Tuesday is gonna be New Trailer Tuesday. It's just a great opportunity in the middle of the day for me to take a break eat my lunch, hang out with you guys. We kind of call it uh, Lunch with Lono. 
and we check out a bunch of trailers. This is a great perk to you as a member. Maybe you got gifted a membership today. We had a really, really great stream. A lot of people gifted some members. It's a great opportunity for you to be a part of everything that we're doing. If you can pick up the membership on your own, feel free to do that and make sure you're hanging out in the Discord and have alerts and stuff turned on because we do a segment like this Monday through Friday. I will not be leaving town as we planned, so I will be in town to stream the game awards so make sure you set aside thursday night and then friday nights is when i hang out with my wife we have some drinks that's always fun as well so make sure you have all that turned on i'm going to end the previous stream and bring everybody over with redirect we talked about the price increase 